Well, you're alive. Yes. You're alive. Alive and well. You know, everybody thought Barry knocked you out. And you haven't been on her for a few weeks. So yeah. everybody thought, you know, that you was, you was away licking your wounds from our <laughs> your great battle with, the, with, your, your, yeah. with your dad, Barry. <laughs> well, but, actually, uh, I was licking my wounds, but it's the wounds from fucking wisdom teeth that bothered me. Yes, about. exactly. You have been <laughs> sick. Um, we're going to yeah. talk about that and find out where Max has been, guys. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today because this, I'm sorry, this podcast is going to be all about euros. All about euros. All about the euros that we have last week. All about the euros that's coming. That is on as we're recording this. So, with that said, the arrogant one is back with us, and we're gonna geek out on this stuff. And yeah, um, let's drop that intro. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book racing. It's hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Lefty the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Here we go. hundred bucks right here. hundred dollar throw. Oh, no! <laughs> I like this. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? I'm just super happy to have my, my little buddy back. He's back. <laughs> yeah. The arrogant one is back, or as you're now known as Barry's son. Even though Barry yeah. is going to be upset as soon as I say this, people now call <laughs> you Barry's son. But uh, yeah. welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 196. Uh, I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And if you don't know him, this is Max Mort, a.k.a. Arrogant Max. You have quite a few nicknames now. Uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, collected them now. Yes, you're getting like Joseph. He has quite a few. Yeah. Uh, he has even a new one now, Reverse Beaker. Uh, he's got orange <laughs> skin and green hair. So, <laughs> like, uh, it's good to see you, Max. Uh, you've been kind of sick. We're going to talk about that in a little bit um, before we go on. But before we go on, everybody... Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for everything. Uh, we're getting close to that 200 episode, and that's going to be a big episode. Uh, I was I was talking to some people. Um, I think uh, yeah, we're going to have a. I think you're going to be a part of it. Hopefully, Joseph is going to be a part of it, and maybe uh, TZO will be a part of it because the 200th episode might be might actually coincide with something. So we'll see. But that's coming up soon. We're going to celebrate 200 episodes of us. 
random village idiots talking about RC cars. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? 200 episodes, Max. Yeah. 200 yeah. effing episodes. Mind you, we kind of went on the afterburner this year. Like, you know, we hit it hard and we're kind of taking it easy now. But yeah. it's hard to take it easy now because it's so much racing. I mean, we got the Euros this week. We got the Visions next race next weekend and Enats. So it's like, and then it's just not, it's no, it's no break. No break. But I love it. I'm so excited right now. It's it's RC racing euphoria for me right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, let me do my spiel, and um, then we'll get talking about the Euros from last week. Some some beach RC questions, some high tech news, and all that type of good type of stuff. So obviously, without you guys, the NNRC squad around the world, we can't do this. We greatly appreciate your support, and thank you for everybody that goes and clicks those. You know, download buttons and listens to us. If you're listening to us on audio apps, please leave a review. If you're listening to us on YouTube or you haven't discovered our YouTube channel, please go there. I'll hit that sub notification button, dislike or like button, uh, and leave a and leave a comment. It helps us with the algorithms. I'm really trying to grow that YouTube channel. <clears throat> it's gonna be a mixture of RC and my adventure. This the NNRC and my adventures as well for coming up. So hit that. Thank you to all the patrons of the podcast. Uh, we can't do it without you guys. Uh, some guys have been in there since the patrons started. I can't, I can't say anymore. But besides, thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you wish to become a patron, you can. The, written, the link is in the written description of this podcast. Also, we have some awesome sponsors. Uh, Invisible Speed. Congratulations. We have the Invisible Speed Euros. That's pretty awesome. I never thought I would see Yeah. That. <laughs> you yeah. know. So, Officially. Yeah, and we should be um, calling that the invisible speed eight scale euros. That's what I'm calling it. The effort invisible yeah. speed eight scale euros. Now, am I allowed to say nitro buggy or no, we don't say that? No, I see off road. Okay, I see off road. Okay, so I have yeah. been saying nitro buggy. I don't want to trigger any, you know, any type of, you know, what's going on with nitro right now in Europe. So I don't want, you know, I see buggy. <laughs> Why I see? What's I see stand for? Uh, internal combustion. Never knew and that. Then, then the electric is EP, so I think that's electric powered. If I'm not wrong. Boom! You know, I just been calling it IC buggy because I thought it was cool. I had no idea <laughs> why it was called IC buggy. So like, yeah. my mind just was blown just now, super blown. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, Invisible Speed is the title sponsor of the Euros. Well done. I mean, look, I can't. I'm I'm gonna get more involved with this. I've been talking to Joseph. Um, I'm I'm gonna get more on the course and, and and all that type of stuff. But this is such a great little thing. This is not even a little thing. If you like the book, that's right here, then you'll love the course because it's just way more. And it's 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 a it's a living organism. It's gonna keep on growing, 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 growing. So, but we need to get people in there to see how good it is. I know, I know a couple of drivers that are doing very well are in the course. And, and I'm not going to say their names, but uh, he's doing very well. I just gave him some crack and congratulations uh, a few weeks ago. But anyway, check out InvisibleSpeed.net. TZO 200 tires. I was talking to Nick yesterday. Like I said, we might be doing something here for our 200 uh, episode. And, you know, 200 is kind of coincides with TZO because I think they're about to launch. Uh, so shout out to them. Thank them. Thank you for their support. High Tech RCD. Good to, uh, I was just talking to them, trying to get ready for the Worlds coming up here soon. So thank you to high tech TNR fuels. I need to hit up Chris, see how things are going. 
with his facility and everything they got going on there. Mayako, oh man, a big race for the Viking and everybody this weekend. We're going to talk about that. Uh, shout out to the NPC community. Good to see you guys. Beach RC, what's up, Brent, Lucas, and all you guys. I did record with Lucas, uh, but I haven't posted it yet. I'm probably going to wait till after this race to post. It was a good chat with my boy Lucas. Go check out the Beach RC YouTube as well. Let's grow that and uh, get them up to a thousand likes and get some watch hours so, thousand subs and watch hours uh techno rc thank you to techno for all that i've just ordered some stuff for my mt410 super excited about that lugs racing tires jq well it's not jqsm no more it's just invisible speed g spec rc tuning for all your cabling needs papa willie's traction tonic for your traction needs sun padal usa thank you sun padal for the batteries that will be good in my techno forte and i did an unboxing of that i know it's a little bit out of sync and not so great guys but don't worry i figured it out and i'm gonna i just you know I'm gonna, my videos are gonna be better don't worry they'll be better if i i, I was listening to the old po- first podcast the other day and it was sh- absolute shit no audio uh racecraft usa i think they got their shift block and that's pretty that's such a cool name they got like so they got this block that holds diffs and shocks and they just called it a shift block another simple name that just mind blows me like i was super amazed at that <laughs> like what a cool name uh check them out clinic rc shout out to tony and vicky rcgp they're also a sponsor of um f of the coverage of of the euros which i thought is really good um, David's going to be joining us later on because we're going to take a look at the URL. So we'll ask him about that as well. But I'm super happy to see RCGP at EFRA. Like RCGP putting their money where their mouth is. You know what I mean? Hey, we're going to sponsor, help, you know, they have one more. Uh, yeah, like we're going to sponsor this event. Very good. Very good. Very good to see. Uh, House of RC, the David Ronafalk race shop, JTP RC. Shout out to my boy Alexander Hagberg. Uh, I was talking to him yesterday. My boy RC Kevin. And yeah, man, uh, good to be back. Sorry for the long spiel, everybody. Remember, uh, if you want to show the podcast some love, you can show us some, show them some love. There are links, affiliate links, coupon codes. Not everything has a coupon code. But if you just order from any of these companies, let them know that you heard about it on the NNRC and uh, help us out a little bit, please. We greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah, Maxi. So we're, what, what, what's going on, dude? You, you, and contrary to you getting heat stroke at... The world's warm up. You actually look like you need some sun. Yeah, well, that's just me. I'm usually pretty pale. Uh, you are from God Finland. Gave me. Yeah, that's the lack of melanin is really uh, noted. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I've been, I've been going to work. I, I went for work uh, for a month. Uh, then, I mean, in the middle of that, I went to the world's warm up. Uh, and after that, uh, I've had one week I was sick. I uh, don't really know what I had. Uh, then last week I, I had my wisdom tooth and it was like really, really painful. Uh, luckily made it like they removed it like a day before the race last Did week. Did you keep it? So I, I, uh, the t- tooth? No, I, I didn't. It was just a small one. But he showed me. It was fucking curved, that shit. Uh, the, yeah, I'm, I'm had I'm had uh I'm had a wisdom tooth come in like this, and then I created a cyst all yeah. up in her. Yeah, mine was oh. straight, but the... then I had one come yeah. in one time. Straight. Yeah, the... crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, 
yeah but now now it's been all right i've been sort of taking a holiday and uh full disclosure i do have a girlfriend these days but that right. hasn't affected my rc rc not according to joseph mostly the being sick part not according to yeah joseph mentor. says otherwise but but what's his excuse? He's yeah. had a girlfriend for a long time. But he has it... something against women. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. JQ has something against women. Maybe he hasn't <laughs> had enough of them. That's probably why. Um, yeah. But he... He, I he usually it... dates just the crazy ones. I think oh. so. Does your girlfriend like JQ? Because like usually like significant others don't like JQ too much. Like My wife has a love-hate relationship with him. Um. She loves him, but she hates him. Uh, she thought he was she. She thought he was funny. That's about it. He, oh, yeah. JQ is an, a forty-year-old child. Really. I call no. He's an autistic, yeah. green-haired, forty-year-old man-child. That's what yeah. that's what yeah, we're that's dealing good. with right that's, there. That's pretty much so. Yeah, and I mean, it's no disrespect. <laughs> that's just the truth. Like that. That it's not a. I've t yeah. I will tell that to his face. But I've also learned that's just him. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. we're going to, you know, he's he's having a good time at the Euros because we're recording this right now while the yeah. Euros are going on. I think free practice is going on, or seating practice um, and whatnot. So, unfortunately, you've been sick, but, you know, you look to recuperate. You did race last weekend. You did lose mm -hmm. to JQ again. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time I touched touch the car since World's Warm-Up. I mean, my car was uh, like I didn't even race at the World's Warm Up. I I practiced for half a day after the race because I broke mm. a tank and we didn't have any spares with David. So, <laughs> so yeah, I only like ran half a day there. Before that, the last time I ran was the first national. I missed the second one because I was sick. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I haven't I haven't raced a lot, but I've been home. I've been modeling a lot of stuff for my car. Um, so if you're in MPC, yeah, 3D modeling. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So if you're if you're in MPC chat, um, look out. Maybe next week or week after that, when I get back home, you can see something exciting. Maybe I don't know. So you've been doing stuff that I completely have no interest in. Um, it's like me talking action figures much, right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do like to see the finished yeah, product, but that's yeah. good. Speaking of the MPC, yeah. which was really cool, uh, yesterday, Ronafuck was live, well, you know, just giving live updates there and mm -hmm. selling like his setups and all this different stuff. And I thought that was just incredibly awesome. Like that, you know, that's, that's the beauty of Discord. Uh, my Discord got hacked this weekend. Did you see that too? You got hacked everywhere, dude. dude. Like Facebook, now Discord. Dude, I lost oh. my WhatsApp number. Yeah, I'm, yeah, so yeah. I'm in oh. Italy, right? <laughs> I'm in Italy and everything's fine. And then on the middle of the day, Sunday, oh, WhatsApp, your number's banned. I'm like, what? Yeah. No way to recuperate. Like, I've just completely lost, like, everything that I had before is gone. Like, my Facebook, my Instagram, the NNRC Instagram, my old number. Yeah. I have to go get now. I have a new number. Now I have to go get another little cheap phone just to have that other number, just in case. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. wow, they got me. And now I got I got damn two step. I got two step verification on everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I need to get some. Yeah, that, that was the great hack messed me up. But um, yeah, man, good to have you back. It was good to have you on for Barry. I also needed know you needed a little break and. 
all that type of stuff because we went kind of hard the first six months. And so I appreciate you coming yeah. on. And uh, this is going to be one of the old school podcasts. It's going to be long. We're going to have, um, yeah, yeah. We're going to have some Martin. We're going to have Martin Owen come on the BRCA. He's in charge of like the 10 scale side of things. He's also part of the Extra Lap podcast. We want to talk about the, you know, just his story and the Euros that will happen last week. And um, then later on in this podcast, you, me, and Isherwood, we're going to get together and take a look at the upcoming Euros that's going on in the beautiful, like, Barcelos, which I can, when I look at that track and every picture I look at, I just wish, like, I'm like, if somebody said left, you have to be her tomorrow, like, and we'll pay for you to get her, I would be there tomorrow. Like, honestly, I would figure it out and I'd be there tomorrow. I'd be like, boom, boom, boom. And I'll be like, hey, Max, I'm, on, yeah. I'm flying to Spain right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, anyway, I saw the pictures of like the facility and uh, the sort of history of RC wall. That was oh, that was cool, and very, very nicely done. Yeah, like yeah. different. Yeah, it, it's uh, you can see the pride and just a beautiful facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, congratulations to the uh, Figueredo family, I guess, they're the owners of it. Maybe it's a club. I don't yeah. know, but a uh, beautiful, beautiful facility. All right. Um, you know what? We have to get on and talk about some RC news uh, real quick because I know you've been dying to talk about this and this is relevant and you're probably going to piss off people here. So, but anyway, uh, this week's RC news is brought to you by High Tech RCD. High Tech RCD is a leader in RC systems, developing the highest performance and reliability supported by dedicated customer service personnel. The HSBC 938-1TH servers have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They're also got their new low-profile DB778WPs, which I see a lot of guys in 10 scale are using. I saw Sammy Moran, I think he won stock with it the other day. The Carpenets, congratulations. Uh, so check them out for your 10-scale onward and off-road needs. The DB778WPs built with their manufacturer with your high technology using industrial strength innovation, bringing them to RC. Also, they have the RDX2 Pro Charger, which I don't have the box off today because I'm actually promoting my boy Uncle Eddie's right here today and on Beach RC. But uh, yeah, the RDX2 Pro Charger, I've talked about it enough times. I'm still using it. Uh, hopefully... I might get out to the lake. I haven't been able to get out to the lake this week, but hopefully we will. We had the lake's also dirty. We had a lot of rain. But uh trust in high tech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit them at hightechrcd.com slash where to buy to find your nearest dealer. Also, the uh, the high tech RC news is also brought to you by TNR fuels because here at the NNRC, we're all about the glory, and that glory is nitro. TNR is the hottest fuel in the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. Currently available throughout the USA, hit up Chris at www.tnrfuels.com or contact him directly at chris at tnrfuels.com. Just find him on Facebook and shoot him a message and find out how you could get some TNR fuels locally. Uh, I believe he has international shipping set up and i need to get in contact with chris and find out what's going on here because he's got some big plans but thank you to high tech rc and tnr fuels you can find links in the written description they're bringing you the, your rc news this week and um max do you just want to go right into it because i know you kind of want to go right yeah. into it so uh Losi dropped their new car probably yeah. well tlr sorry before we go on i i just don't want 
you know, I don't want people getting upset with this. This is just, <laughs> this is just the opinions, not not fact, but this is, uh, you know, this is something that's been long and common. We've been hearing about this elusive new car for quite some time. Uh, they dropped a video. I'm trying to think where they filmed this video. It looks like they filmed this video in Vegas, to be honest. Maybe not. Uh, Max, the new Team Losi 8X 2.0. 8XE 2.0. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? So I, think? I think what happened actually was that Barry needed to get on the podcast before they released this car uh, to sort of get in touch with us so that we wouldn't go too hard. Uh, but I think his plan failed a bit because we already been calling him when he was on the podcast. <laughs> but I'm happy to finally like fully see the car. Um, it looks pretty much exactly what I said they would do, and it's pretty much exactly what I expected, uh, but slightly worse. So, um, oh, come on, Max! It ain't come. Not, not, come on, Max! <laughs> no, no, but it's there are good things though. And I think they, they've done what Barry said they've done, sort of. They've refined the old car mm-hmm. to work better and to sort of match the market more. Because their car was sort of out of sync. Yes. They had the C-Hub front end, Mugen-style rear end. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else sort of went away. Even Mugen went away from the Mugen rear end. So... That's what's pretty pretty much that's what I think um the biggest things about it. They've sort of modified their car to match the market of today. But I don't mm. think there's anything revolutionary or something big. But I don't think no, I don't think anyone was sort of uh referring do that. that. Nobody will it, it, we've talked about that, like innovation and whatnot. So uh give me some of the things that you like and some of the things that you dislike. Yeah, so here we can see the platform. So they in in the nitro buggy they went away from the one piece sort of we adjust uh, or um, attach the throttle servo or center mm-hmm. lift mount. Mm-hmm. Those have that's been reversed. They now did separate again. I don't know why. Maybe it's to save weight. Um, I don't really find why why they did that. But okay, doesn't really make a huge difference. Um, then the e-buggy, I like. I do like the layout. I do think this is the, I wouldn't call it the best because I haven't tried it or haven't like, I haven't tried all the layouts against each other and see what's the best. Mm-hmm. But this is the, logically seems like the best solution. Right, because it spreads the weight out low and, and along the chassis, similar yes, to... Exactly. To the motor and ESE and servo on the other side. Yeah, exactly. So this, like, logically, I would start with this layout if I would build eBuggy right now with myself. But mm-hmm. there are other layouts that could work. I do like the engine in the back, though. That is definitely... I would like to see this layout, but the engine flip, so the diff in the in the back. Uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know if that would be too calm too lazy too way too far rewards but mm-hmm. that could be interesting to see what that would do but that's about the layout the biggest differences in the car is the rear end really so what they've done is narrower rear pivots and if you'll scroll down you can see the the rear, rear of the car so the pivots are 
they've sort of done what Mugen and Associated did. So they went from that 60 something, 65 millimeter, 64 millimeter pivot width to down to like a 55, 57. I think they're around there. Similar width to Mugen and Associated. But instead of what they've done, uh, contrary to Mugen and Associated, they've also changed the hub a bit, I do think. I'm not 100% sure because I've actually, I haven't checked yet if the old hub is similar. But there's definitely more uh, more offset uh, on this hub. So, uh, yeah. So that does help them rear grip. And I do, do think that's a good change if that was a change. But it, it does look that they've changed it. Um, longer arms so the cars calm down. Uh, so good changes, but these are more of refinements. The, these mm -hmm. don't change the handling of the car drastic, drastically in a way of sort of... It's not like a change. Um, it's not a, a, a massive change, I'd say. But it's right. It's, it's like not like a whole new platform. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. If if I I was a TLR driver, I'd expect this to be slightly easier car to drive and more sort of calm down overall across all surfaces. But okay. to me, I was a bit disappointed though because this, like, they had this car. A year ago already mm -hmm. and now they released it like yeah you was expecting like, uh, more oh definitely because they they held out for the release for so long i was expecting a lot more really you and, said you like the body and something else the nose cone yeah the nose cone looks yeah really cool. i like that yeah i do like the nose cone because that's the sort of i think they did it for the looks obviously most likely but the nose cone i do like that style because you would be sort of having a clear airflow around the front mm. of the diff box. I don't know how much that of effect. I, I still have that to figure out, but I think that style of nose cone is going to be better unless you want to run a front wing or a scoop. The body itself does look better as well. The side wings, they've... <laughs> Funny enough, everyone keeps making sort of fun of me for saying, oh, the side wings help and that... J Concepts has side wings. Now even fucking Joseph made side wings on Mayako. Uh -oh. TLR comes with an axis body for this car that has side wings. I don't think there's any car left who hasn't doesn't run these. And then people say, "Oh, like Aero doesn't." I remember when you was getting teased about your Lexan wings. Yeah. To me, I don't really care about it. I'm happy if I'm the only smart one here. But <laughs> to me, it's it's funny that people say like, "Oh, you're doing silly things," and then everyone does what I say them to tell like them. Like later to. on, but that's typical yeah. RC. That's it is typical, typical. and I think I think Barry Barry definitely understands a lot more than he lets out to be yes. like says out, and he agrees with me way more than people think. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think this is a good move. Um, yeah, and I think this car will be sort of that TLR car that was previously really fast and Fend dominated DNC with mm -hmm. in qualifying. That car, but the issues mellowed out, ironed out the biggest issues. It still has the, in my opinion, and this is an opinion, the wrong design concept, but they've moved that concept. And refine that concept to work better. Got on you, got you, got current, you. Current, they... current, current yeah. uh, uh, climate of RC, current tracks, especially right. in America. 
and 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 they're sticking with this 8x base that they kind of came out with in 2018 i, I get yeah. that i mean this is the financially the most best thing to do as well because i mean mm-hmm. you know to make a whole new car is extremely expensive uh, yeah and they would whatnot. need yeah I mean, but they could do they, it they do, but it depends on how much budget have, they have yeah and if someone could do it it would be a tlr and that's that's pretty much the reason why i'm disappointed right they had a they had over a year of development on this car alone not even like modeling this car and testing the parts initially and the idea of a concept of this car the rear end geometry and all that that probably was even like 2021 or sorry 2020 at the end of 2020 design i do think but then they brought out the car at silver state last year the thing I'm disappointed at is they had, they have the most amount of money in RC. They have one of the best designers in RC, uh, Barry, and they do have probably one of the fastest, or if I'd say the fastest guy in RC, Fend. So they have all the tools of dominating RC and releasing a car that's unbeatable with a driver that could be unbeatable with a car, car like that. The the thing why I sort of think um this car is a bit of a disappointment to me is because they've been refining this car since 2021 and they've designed it probably in 20 late 2020 but when when now this car is released and there's nothing sort of amazing about it mm-hmm. they have one mm-hmm. of the best designers as barry they have one of the best drivers as fan and they have the biggest budget in rc because they have they are backed by horizon so there's no reason for them to say we are just doing this refinement. We are looking for our path. No, they, they should know their path. Barry and uh, some people in TLR should know what to do to make a dominant car and win everything because they have probably the fastest driver in the world. Maybe not the best, but the fastest, I'd say. So that's that's the issue why I have... The, the, the issue what I have with this car... I'm is, sure Barry's going to be upset I, if you know. I, that's for I, sure. I, I wanted more, but I mean, like if Barry is listening to this, um, ask yourself, do you think this is the best RC car you could design? Oh my gosh. Like, like, like he, he should go to the mirror. If he's listening to this, like walk to the bathroom, look at the mirror and say, this is the best RC car I could design. I I don't really think, uh, I don't think Barry is involved in design too much. I think it's still on No, but I mean like Yeah, yeah, but he has some influence I would imagine. Yeah, but the thing is like he he should like be the guy who says like this like this is wrong and this is wrong and but even but he doesn't really do that. Like even when he I doesn't have that but don't, I don't think I don't believe uh I don't I I, I think Barry's just there as for fan. And that's it. You know, that's Yeah, okay. Job. Okay, that makes sense. But I mean you know? even when I was running for associated I had an idea of how to make the car the best car out there. And I sort of had that idea in my mind and I expressed it to them, but they said like, like, okay, whatever. Uh, but they still did all, all the things that I said, but I mean, half a year late. <laughs> so, well, I uh, mean, that's but what happens the when thing you is like Barry, but Barry, like I was just a random guy from Finland who was in the team, but Barry is a guy who right who has a voice. Almost a world champion and one of the like most knowledgeable people in America about like setup and mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. 
And I mean, I don't I mean, blame you're Barry. I know. You was just expecting more. Let's just, we don't, yeah. we're not, let's yeah. just get this straight so people don't get upset. We're not dissing the car. I'm excited to see how it does in the hands of the people because it's been everywhere. It's all on social media. Everybody got that. That's great. So now we see how it is because I used to hear the complaints from the regular drivers of how hard the car was or why it didn't work and all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they would always say, well, Fend and Cav have different cars from us. You know what I mean? And I, I even heard that at Silver State, you know. So now that they should have the same cars, and let's see how it works. Um, They did release, I like the e-buggy nitro conversion, which seems to be yeah, pretty cool. It's all right. But I think that they did that with their truck, Truggy. Yeah, but X-Ray did that before. Then they went away from it. Uh, yeah, it's like, okay, it's cool that you have the same chassis. You just switch the sort of side side car. Yeah, but and, I don't think you can switch cars. Like, you still want to have two cars. Yeah, exactly. That, that, like, that's the thing why I think X-Ray went away, away from it, too. It's better to optimize two chassis than compromise two. Uh, right, one. right, right. I mean, JQ Racing did it at the end, too. But um, I, I get what you No, but I mean, they did because they wanted to get out of stuff out of stock, <laughs> pretty much. They wanted All to get right. rid of them cars. Let's look at something else. So, uh, seen in the pits, courtesy of Circus RC, this yeah. past oh, weekend. By the way, before before Barry wants to kill me, um, <laughs> I do think the car is, is going to be better than the car before. And I do think the things he said they needed to fix. Mm-hmm. I think they, those things are fixed. Right. And I right. think he is sort of doing what he said he would do, but I'd want him to do more because I know he's better than this. That's sort of my argument. Jesus, you just like, wow. All right. I, I love it when you're like, I, wow, you're super spicy today. I love it. You're back. <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, isn't he? Like, I, yeah, like, if yeah, I was, if, if I, like, the thing is, like, if I was one of the most influential people in designing a car, and then this is what we would end up with, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be upset at you. But, um, we <laughs> no, have to put it in I context. don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe, we maybe I expect more of myself. So. Yeah. Well, also, um, like I said, we'll just see. They're happy. It, it was good to see, like, everybody's, like, yeah. all these TLR guys have been waiting for a new car so long yeah. or an updated version and so yeah. it's good to see and the thing is like the thing is here if you're a guy who's like now like oh maybe i'm not gonna buy the new tlr because max said is shit but i like my old tlr no you can buy it if you like tlr and you can buy it if you like want to be like fend and want to have fun in rc you can buy it and if you want to buy it, if you're thinking now oh, associated maybe it's better or maybe hb is better because s works is running their shocks and rear end yeah, it's okay, and it's this probably, RC. in my opinion, better than a, a TLR. But buy what you have; you get parts for what your friends use, what you yeah. think is fun. If you think TLRX looks cool and you like Barry, go and go ahead and buy it. I'm not, I'm not the guy who says like, don't buy a TLR. You need to buy a Mayako because that right, has right. the right design concept. I'm saying these things because these are my opinions. I'm not saying like you should do exactly what I say. I say something I think, and then you make your conclusions after that. And I'm happy to help someone with a TLR and says, oh, my car doesn't have enough rear grip coming out of corners. Because I know some people will say that because that's how the car is designed. And I'm happy if you message me 
on Facebook, I'll answer you. And I'm really, really happy to help anyone with a TLR or an S-Works or whatever car you're running. And I don't, I'm not going to say you need to change to a Mayako like Joseph will. <laughs> but the the thing I'm trying to say here is this is my sort of designing mind speaking. Right. Now, I understand that. I understand that. See, yeah. what it, I, I think it comes down to is just people just don't really understand on that side of things how long you've mm-hmm. been doing this, even yeah. though you're only 21. You know, but you've been doing, you know, you've been around, you know, like one of the smartest, let's be honest, like, oh, geez, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The dumbest, smartest person in RC I've ever met, or period, JQ. But um, so when it comes to things like this, and I know like you're going to school to geek out on this shit. So I, I get it from a design. You're looking at it as a strictly engineer, like. Like engineer mind. I know many engineers and yeah. I know this is, I know your opinion is going to offend people, but that's what I want them to understand. It's your engineer brain kicking in. And, and I get that. Um, but I'm happy for everybody and let's see how it does. I think um, I heard TLRs like going to the ENATs and force next week. So oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? ENAT, uh, TLR is missing the vision base. Is that a beef between I, live RC and horizon no, or what's going on? No. Um, I actually want to kind of, I don't, I kind of, I don't know if I want to talk about that this week or I want to talk about that next week because it's, it's, it's all yeah, about. Maybe, maybe we save it for next week. Then. We'll that was juicy when because, I heard that. Because um, I actually, I actually have a, a, a rant planned around that. Okay. So I want to save that for next week. Yeah. Uh, that's a because that's a, for the listeners. So yeah, I had a great conversation with somebody uh, about that the other day and we, we kind of came to the same conclusion. Uh, but we'll that's we'll save that for next week. Uh, yeah. All right. So also seen in the pits at the at the Euros is the S Works rear end that Max is so so fond of. Uh, what? Tell me what's going. All right. Look, go into science mode, and you have two minutes. Yeah. So I don't know why they did like this huge reveal because this is still the same stock geometry. I think these bits are only done for durability. I heard oh. people say they had issues with the S-Works uh, blocks breaking. And I mm. like. I guess this is for durability. Because geometry-wise, I don't see anything drastic. They have the stock hop. Looks like a stock arm. Um, the, the pivot is still wide. But the thing that people uh, saw and got... Um, excited about what they're excited about was the hp shocks so they're running hp shocks and i think this is boots cars so really yeah so i just noticed that too yeah so uh, s-works drivers said they had released a lot of improvements to the shocks but they were still apparently shit and they went to (laughs) hp shocks this the good the the interesting thing now is in the past it it used to be kyosho associated kyosho shocks uh, even HP drivers at some point, if I'm not wrong, used to run Kyosho shocks. Savoya used to run Kyosho shocks on his TLR. Um, so Kyosho shocks used to be the old thing, but I don't know right. why they the HP shocks on the S works. But okay, um, yeah, I don't. Shocks to me are a silly thing to switch because there really isn't that much of a difference between different shocks, and you can make all shocks handle the same if you know how they work. Um, so to me, there's nothing interesting here, but mostly just funny things like durability of the blocks and, and the HP shocks. And well, 
they they might have changed the geometry a bit, but I mean, it's the change is going to be so small you can't really see by that. Okay, cool. Cool. I think that's all we kind of really had to talk about. I don't really have any other kind of news. I'm just scouring live RC. Like I said, I want to ch- I want to save the visions race for next week, which is which. You, if you're on the fence, by the way, I heard that uh, that they waived the. Um, yeah, I heard that too. I heard they waived the hundred and fifty dollar fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to say that I see like the using like Jacob Peterson who races with Race Time and all this stuff. But <clears throat> I think this. I, I'll save my rant for next week. I'll save it for next week because uh, I I think that kind of experience a little bit like what RCGP is kind of experiencing. Yeah, and I'm, from the manufacturer funny, side of things. Yeah. From the manufacturer it's side, it's funny. Of it's funny to me that people thought it was Joseph's fault or RCGP doing stuff differently that manufacturers wouldn't want to join. Mm-hmm. But now when we see live RC, everyone's like guy everyone's like everyone knows live rc and everyone knows these right. guys and then manufacturers still don't join oh <laughs> like, i'm so frustrated yeah. at that i'm so frustrated <laughs> at that but i'm saving that right for next week i'm saving that i'm for not next week. i'm not frustrated but i'm happy that i was right again right and th- this that's exactly along the same lines of the conversation that i had with this person about yeah. that but um I even look. I'm gonna geek out on this because I even worked out a list of like each each team has enough drives where they could have said one group of person to each one of these races, and and I think that's what I, I really think that every manufacturer, if Mayako had a if Mayako had a, a driver like a fast fast driver in America that could go and compete, I'd be like, hey, you need to go, you know, I'd be like, JQ, that guy needs yeah. to go, because I think every manufacturer needs to get behind this. But we'll save that round for next week. Because I'm gonna go on my 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 soapbox, Max. So being as this is all about Euros, and we'll have Martin Owen on later, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about the ten scale Euros that we had last week. But what an awesome JQ and I, I kind of freaked out over it this past weekend. But what an awesome, awesome ten scale Euros we had last week. Um, I haven't said it. Congratulations to Mark. I think for me, like Tommy Hall winning was great. I thought that was freaking awesome. Like. UK mm-hmm. kid winning in the UK. So that's awesome. But then when I saw Marcus Karap, I think that's Karap, when he won, and I hit the emotion from his dad and him, I was just like, ah, oh, man, that's that's kind of like what RC is all about. And like his dad's a two-time touring car champion. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I like the fact that it's a father-son. Because I don't think there's many in RC. No, there maybe, is. There's, maybe this they is the could first, be even the only ones. This is the first yeah. Uh, where uh, their fathers are national champion and his sons are national, and at fourteen, well, European champion too. European champion, sorry. Yeah. Uh, at fourteen years old, fourteen mm-hmm. years old. He's a big fourteen, by the way. Big. 14. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I Viking think I, I do agree with your. I do agree with your assessment of Marcus being more impressive. Uh, Marcus's win being more impressive because the thing is, oh, he made both mains, he, and he was, he was a factor in both mains, and and. Unfortunately, yeah. Tommy didn't make the second main, the um, four-drive main. Exactly. Marcus was there for both mains. Marcus was there at the EOS round uh, earlier on this year. Mm-hmm. And he's, a, he's I think, even younger than Tommy is. And, he's uh, 14. He's Tommy's so, like 16. Yeah. So that's why I think Marcus is more impressive. He's already showed he has speed. He's showed it twice last week, whereas Tommy just showed it once. So... 
to me, Tommy is under more pressure. He knows this track. He lives probably an hour away from this track. Mm-hmm. He's been here years and years, and, and this year he probably was there. Marcus went there to practice. Okay, he went there for the warm-up, I think, but at least he went there to practice before the race. But still, he managed to be there in both uh, classes in the main. And this is this is the type of track where Neil Gregg and Lee Martin, if it was, let's say, five years ago, Lee mm-hmm. Gra- Lee. Lee Lee Martin and Neil Craig and Mikhail Orlowski, these three would just dominate everyone. But now, Lee didn't make the main in Tour Drive, I believe, mm-hmm. or he was just the last in horse. No, he didn't. He didn't make the main. Yeah. And Mikhail made a third in Tool Drive. Four Drive, he was not even on the podium. Yeah. So I think, I think Marcus's showing was um, great. I think uh, Noha Ben Mohammed, who is yes. thirty four yes. drive, his showing was great because he's already made an EOS main and on a very different surface. Mm-hmm. The surface was the US carpet. So uh, it's fucking starting to rain here. That's I'm like I heard some noise. It must yeah. be okay, so that's rain. So that's that's actually I thought it was white noise people, but that's rain. So not doesn't only yeah, so it's coming on pretty hard. Max is kinda outside. But we will fight through the rain. We will fight yeah, through the let's rain. Yeah, hope it doesn't get worse. Like we hope it doesn't like drip on you. No, no, I'm under. Oh, okay. Under It is pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, it's not even raining yet. It's just. No, uh, well, you're gonna have to talk a little louder. All right. So yeah. for me, yeah, Marcus was the the more impressive. He's also also done it on EOS level, you know, and getting involved. I think the biggest losers of this race. Oh, Schumacher, Schumacher, home track, Orlowski, not, not, did he podium? No, did he podium? I can't remember. He podium um, in two-wheel drive. Oh, that's loud. That's loud. Super loud. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what, what to think about that. Um, but it was super impressive. I thought it was great for RC. I thought it was great for the BRCA and just feel good type of situation. And like, we don't see that much. We haven't seen that for a while. I think maybe since probably Orlowski. And um, it's just good to see, you know. Do Now, if you ask me which kid do I think has, and this is no disrespect to the holes, but I just think which kid I think would, out of those two that's going to probably make it, it's going to be Kara because just he's just doing it more on an international stage. He was at EOS, you know, getting mixing it up with Orlowski. Uh, I talked to like Barkan knows him really good. And Barkan's like, like, this kid's good, like good. And he's good in nitro and he's good. I was like, really? So he's definitely going to be one to, one to watch. And um, hopefully Tommy Hall and his brother, which I thought was really cool. They were actually racing each other at one point in uh, which anime, which is really cool. I hope we see them also further their career and maybe travel a little bit internationally. And, um, but yeah, but 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 Karp's 14, Noah Ben Muhammad's 12. They have time. Uh Joseph and I kind of talked about this too. Like, do these kids now start getting the deals or whatnot? But I also feel like uh yes, you're a European champion, which is great for which have European champion. That's awesome. But I don't think there should be immediate pressure on you to be like winning your next every race and whatnot. So I'm, I, I know Max is quiet because it's probably raining really loud there. So, listen to this. Yeah, so we're going to take a break while the rain stops and uh, come back. 
And we're going to go to some Beach RC bench racing Q&A questions. Thank you. We're going to go right into, we don't have many, but we're going to go into the Beach RC bench racing Q&A. Thank you to Beach RC for all the support. Remember, everybody, there is an affiliate link that you can use. That's out a lot. And I hope you guys are enjoying this old school, long-winded podcast. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. So Max had to relocate because the rain was too hard, so he's now in... I, what looks to be the master bedroom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, man, this is what, how we do it. We're bringing podcasts from you from all sorts. Uh, we, this is the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. Uh, we didn't get much questions this week. We kind of have a new banner, so people didn't see it. You know, sometimes things get lost, but we kind of put these questions up a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I was going to have you on, but you got sick. So we do have a few questions that we have to go to. Uh, and talk about, but thank you to Brent and Lucas and everybody at Beach RC for their support. I just placed the order there for my my techno truck. Uh, if you guys can, we have an affiliate link. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Brent and and Beach put a lot of money back into RC, so let's try and show them some love. And it helps the podcast out. And we need all the help that we can get. So, and thank you for the questions. We enjoy them. And um, Max gets to you know go in science mode, and I get to snooze. Not, not unless I'm really into the questions. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, all right. All righty. Let me find the questions and we can go, go ahead. So, Joe Jenkins. Now, this is actually a question I love talking about. I'm interested in the money side of RC. How much are these top elite drivers earning race RC? And how much of these RC companies worth as a whole? With everybody and their brother being sponsored, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room left on the table for big profit margins. Well, Joe, there isn't much room left on the table for big profit profit margins. And these um, guys aren't selling hundreds of thousands of units every quarter, like a lot of people think. Um, yeah. And there aren't guys out there making millions of dollars. I would say the last I checked and the last I heard, like, there... Like I'll, I'm going to use Mayfield for example. Uh, I was told that roughly his salary, from what I heard, was roughly ten to twelve thousand dollars a month. That's, uh, that's yeah. a good salary. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But but, but make sure that's not from Mugen. That's from everyone. no no exactly exactly. So yeah. he gets paid from every so every sponsor that these guys get is paying them something plus probably giving them contingency and obviously free parts. So he doesn't have to pay for any. I mean, he probably does. But uh, and also a lot of these companies may give some travel budgets. So There's a lot of different things that work into this. So what happened with like guys like uh, Mayfield and Swiftkin and, and even Tebow and these guys, they were all sponsored by MX for a very long time. And they all got a you know, very comfortable paycheck from contingency and help uh, for travel uh, because the, the gentleman who's now passed away, he really enjoyed RC and it was more, you know, he was just a rich guy. So 
yeah, like it's hard to sell that to somebody too. Like, hey, and it's me. And look, I'll be honest with you. It maybe is three guys making that type of money in RC. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. But the rest of the guys are like, you know, if they're doing eight skill only and stuff like that, maybe, maybe five to six a month, maybe less than that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it, it depends really. What and contingency as well. Yeah. So some drivers who generally, generally this is the case. So if you're a younger driver who is really fast, generally mm. you make more from contingency. Someone like Orlowski, uh, someone like Rimkin's not that anymore, but I, mm-hmm. I bet he probably was that before. Mm-hmm. Ongara was that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think now he's on the sort of high paycheck level not their high contingency level. Right. So those guys, they win so much that most of their earnings are from contingency. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, when Robert Batte won the Worlds, he got, if I'm not wrong, he got 25 or 30K. That's how much I heard. From Novorossi alone. From Novorossi alone. Yeah. That's maybe why they're bankrupt. (laughs) <laughs> maybe but like winning a world you get in contingency you get anywhere between 30 to 50k generally i would, I would agree like, with that but it depends like for example when i was running for alpha uh my bonus for worlds was i think fifteen thousand or something but i mean obviously I've, i have never been good enough right you're that what's all winning so worlds yeah so that's an engine manufacturer from taiwan alpha so and PR racing, my bonus for Worlds would have been, I think, 10K, 10K. So if I was a guy like Orlowski uh, or a guy like Dona Hartanen who is able to win the Worlds and I have my deal set, I know for a fact that if I won the Worlds at one point and collected all the sponsorships from <laughs> from someone else than Joseph, <laughs> pretty much, I, I, I could have been in a point where winning a Worlds would net me 30k me mm-hmm. without no ne- negotiation just contract offered to me from collecting these around like the brands i ran yeah, yeah contingencies schumacher even i can't remember the prices but even then when i ran them i had like winning years and worlds i would get like like ten thousand or something right so and not so, just winning well, because you just to clarify people do get money for so oh yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. just so, it's not just winning but people you will get contingency per race you go to. So it, you, yeah, yeah. Like, so okay, example, first to 10th might be a big gap. Like first yeah. you get 30K at the world's 10th, maybe you got 3K. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But the world's, if I remember correctly, all the papers I've seen sort of associated, Schumacher, Alpha, all of these, generally it's a few thousand up to 10,000 from right. winning euros and worlds are generally always something like 10,000, 5,000, 15,000, depending on what type of contract that is finishing, uh, in top 10 at worlds is generally 500 to a thousand finishing top three is like a few thousands or right, always, right, right. but that's sort of around the numbers where they are. But right. the, the difference, the difference between someone like David Ronafolk, um, and uh, a Michal Orlowski five years ago is the fact that you could pay Michal a hundred thousand bucks a month and he'd be happy for that. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas David Ronafalk, where he's paid by HV or now by Mayako or Spencer Rivkin or any of these guys who are already established, already European or world or raw national champion and like a big name fan, like these big, big guys in RC. These guys make most of their money most likely from monthly salary. Yeah, I would agree. So these guys, they, they, those guys get salaries, uh, but not yeah. everybody. Like there's some, yeah. there's some guys that may get some salary, but trust me, being an RC driver is like all about getting um, travel money, mm-hmm. some actual money. Like you know, when you're, it's yeah, when oh, you're there's um, lower levels of of yeah. being a pro. Like yeah. you know, I, it, it's it's a, it's a grind, man. Yeah. It's a grind. It's, but, and the thing is. For a chassis manufacturer, especially because chassis manufacturer generally mm-hmm. pays the travel, um, most of the time it's you pay someone's salary, be it 70k a year, and then you double that because of the travel. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. basically how it works, really, especially for your so basically, <clears throat> basically, what, what, what's, what's happening is we are spending a lot of money for professional racers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically not using them in a professional way, yeah. um, because people are not, I no, mean, yeah. to be honest, uh, companies like Kyosho, companies like uh, TLR and Associated, they have their ready to runs and all that stuff that 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 kind of you know allow them to give bigger budgets and bigger money to these companies drivers, and then you have a company like Mugen who's race only, and like their salary for like. You know, we, we've heard like I don't know how true it is. Maybe it's more now, but like, like maybe this is what I was told, and this was a few years ago that like Mayfield made like fifteen hundred dollars a month from Yugen, and then you know, oh, but if you break it on, that's three, that's only five hundred because he, he raises three classes, but he still gets that. Plus, he but obviously he gets contingency. I think he gets contingency from like Yugen, uh, Japan. It's so much, so much wheeling and dealing going on in RC. Yeah. In and this the, stuff. the thing is. The thing is that a lot of drivers get paid by distributors as well. So, for mm. example, Kyle McBride, what I heard is mm. he gets paid half by S-Works, half by the distributor. Right. What I know, Savoya gets paid uh, fully, I believe, by the distributor, but I'm not sure. Um, um, so, also, Yero Maiguan, he made a, like a 20-year deal with Kyosho France. Uh, now he's running for X-Ray. Um, because that 20-year deal <laughs> ran out. Uh, but pretty much uh, making money in RC is not that easy as, no. hey, you're a Ferrari F1 driver and you make $5 million a year. Yeah. It's not like that. It's like you're uh, you're driving for what uh, high-tech servos. You have TCO tires. You have techno car. You make 500 there, 1500 there. 2000 there mm-hmm. and then you end up with something between 5000 and 15000 a month and but you can use that like quickly just like just like yeah. this podcast invisible speed pays tzo pays BHRC pays I, I, people pay but not saying they're guaranteed to pay at the end of the year that's the problem yeah. you have as well so it, yeah. it's it's a very different yeah. yeah yeah if you're someone like mayfield who doesn't have social media who doesn't do anything except for racing um if he starts to suck, like sort of like <laughs> Cavalier right, hasn't he sucked, one? But if if he if he had a year like Cavalier's had these past two years, 
Mayfield, like, what the hell would he do? Like, obviously, he must have his other plans. And I think he, I think he, he has his life sorted out. Yeah, but the thing is, like, Mayfield at this point doesn't have what Drake has. Drake, right. like, but if he's, Drake he's, was just the driver, he would have gone, right. gone, gone bad, like, years ago. But because Drake is what he is, he's a, um, a figure, uh, a personality inside RC. He has a job for life, pretty much. Right, and also I want people to understand something. He's he's a, like Drake is an an employee of Mugen. I believe he works for Mugen. I think Drake is obviously gonna be like the Mugen, like in charge of Mugen USA by the end of this, taking over from Chris Moore. And then Drake is um Drake is making a killing on his Drake in, and he, he's he's cashing in on his brand, which I don't blame. And even when so people think like when you see these pro guys going to these smaller big races, they're getting paid to go there. Mm-hmm. Like if you yeah. see Drake at a race somewhere and you're like, whoa, there's nobody else there but him. He's being paid to be there. Like he's getting yeah. expenses paid. He's probably making some money. Like he'll do a clinic and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And he's getting paid to be there. So yeah. if you think that these drivers, just, not now, there are drivers that just go to races too. Don't get me wrong. But if you yeah. think a driver's flying across, you know, from across America to go to your race and go for free, that's not how it works. These guys no, have no. their prices and their fees yeah. and all that type of stuff. And that's, yeah. I have and, no issue yeah. with that. That's how they have to make money. So um, it's it's just so, like, it's not, like you said, it's not like, hey, here's $5 million. You now drive this. It's so many, like, like every little company that you get, you, you pretty much every company that's on that, on your car as a pro has to be contributing financially somehow somebody you know what i mean yeah. so yeah that's and how it is yeah. one thing and it could actually, be from it could be like 150 dollars a month if you run this air filter you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah, what I'm paying. Yeah, yeah it's like a lot of people have like tea work sponsorship and they pay them like 250 a month. yeah like, yeah so and, and but one thing i want to touch on is the actual number we should be interested in in because we are interested in our sitting well is how much hobby shops make and how much brands make Mm-hmm. And that's a much more difficult one because that's hard to know. But mm-hmm. for example, in Finland, the hobby shops, the money they make around 10% is from racing. Yeah, Less exactly. And these, these, these brands make these, all of these hobby shops in Finland will go out of business unless they sell the RTRs, but they're doing quite well because they sell right. RTRs. That's what keeps and, them afloat. And the thing is like tracks as an armor, their revenue is in tens, 10 million, like tens of millions yes. of dollars a year. Whereas someone like HP Associated, Associated Race Cars. Race side. Yeah. So Associated Race side, I bet their revenue is under 10 million a year. You're giving it more than what I would give it. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that's but the answer the, to that, like, Joe. Yeah. We don't... The, and the thing is, like, they are not making huge profits. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. But, yeah, that's that's the worrying It's an act really. of passion. This is a passionate yeah, sport, and exactly. you're doing it. No, don't get me wrong. There's people making money. Oh, yeah. They're making yeah. money. They're making money. Tycoon they making are, money. They are few people only. That's yeah. the issue here. Like, yeah, I know, like, top drivers can make. Yeah, like, not everybody's out there making $100,000 either. You know yeah. what I mean? That's so, the and the the number we should be really focused on, and what really makes RC good, is how racing is going to be more profitable, 
Mm-hmm. And if you look at, for example, Formula One, the way they make money is just advertising. Mm-hmm. How Red Bull Racing makes a profit is they make the profit by getting Oracle and by getting Bybit to pay them hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So how RC makes money is having this huge circle jerk and giving people 20% discounts so they would run TLR instead of Associated or whatever band it is. I'm not singling them out, but those are the most common bands in America. Right. That's the issue we have here. These companies think that by milking the customers out, this sport is going to thrive. I do think the smartest ones know that that's not how it works, but that's how they think they can make it work for themselves. And that's why there there simply isn't a racing racing thing in the world that makes money mm-hmm. by just yeah. just being just by racing without advertising for outside exactly. sponsors. Exactly. Be it motocross, Monster Energy, Rockstar, EDC, or be it F one with um, car brands putting a lot of money for exposure, as well as. Um, Ferrari, for example, has DHL as a sponsor. Oh, sorry, UPS as a sponsor. Uh, Red Bull has said had Oracle and Bybit. Um, big names, big names, but they have the big and, audience too. The problem yeah, is and, RC just doesn't have a product yet. Exactly. But and that's, that's the a, you issue. know what? You know what? We're not gonna. Go, you know what? I know we want to go okay, on this. Yeah, tangent. this is a. Yeah, this is. But this is this is tangent. part of the yeah. rant for next week. But we yeah. want that was salaries and, and that's it. We're not going to, because we're going to say that for next yeah. week. Because what you're saying yeah. has we a lot went, of value to what yeah. we're saying next week. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, like, we went on for 20 minutes on this. But talking about money and how it works is complicated in RC. And like, this is how you see, like, we went on for 20 minutes about talking about how people get paid and how this works. And when you know how all of this works, you start to understand why it's so fucked and why we talked about it every week. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Benjamin James, with, with Raw hosting the 10-skill offer worlds in 2023, would you like to see it run on dirt or clay or carpet? Here's what I think should happen for the 10-skill worlds next year. I think they should put it at South Point, Las Vegas, run it indoor on carpet because that's the future. It's easy for everybody, all the manufacturers to go to. They don't need higher cars. They don't need um, – it, it would be – it's easy to get to. Las Vegas is a hub. Everybody could get to. You can, it, it, I think that's what you need to do. Just put it there. I know a lot of people ain't going to like that, but I know Ifmar isn't going to do that because it's going to cost too much money. But that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah, I, if I, not, I think that's if not, a good idea. I would put it at the, uh, where they have the Florida Carpet Championships. And yeah. if it's going to be a carpet and it has to be a track, I will put it at the Florida Carpet Championships track. If it's going to have to be dirt and it's going to be clay, we have to yeah. be honest. The only other place that can really hold it is uh, <clears throat> hobby action, Arizona. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's um, that's not good. Yeah, I but it's good. It's, I mean, is, people can fly into LA, drive to Arizona. That's what they would do. Yeah, but the thing is, holding the worlds at hobby action would be like holding the worlds at Ongara's backyard. Yeah, well, which is it'd be bad to have it in Vegas at South Point with. Yeah, that. the the thing is, the issue in my opinion, especially in ten scale, is there are so many surfaces. And there are so many different type of things. So if the worlds were held in hobby action, like hobby action would say, oh, our track doesn't work if you don't use additives. 
So then if Mar would allow additives and you would fucking, everyone would be using additives and saucing there, and it would be a fucking shit show. It'd be the fucking dumbest thing ever. It's just a tire war type of situation where you use additives and dremel it, like every single American race is. So in my American opinion, the only... Yeah, exactly. Clay races. So in my opinion, the only viable options are a carpet race, like you said, at South South Point or uh, in Florida, I'm fine with that. Or you go to Chico and run on Sugar like you did in 2013. Yeah, because I that's would that's that. an that's that's an unknown to everyone at this point. Mm, yeah, you know? that'd be like, awesome. And I think to me, world should be events outside of the regular yearly program. Mm-hmm. Because worlds are the only events where funding isn't isn't an issue really. Mm-hmm. We can go to Jakarta for worlds. We can go to um, Pattaya for worlds, and we can go anywhere for worlds really, because that's the race that are going to be a race no matter what. Sort of, all brands are going to be there no matter exactly. what, except for what Americans are trying to do right now. Not going to Red One. Like at least threatening not going to Redavon. Yeah, I heard that but, too. I haven't heard yeah, much. But, I'm heard because of tires. Yeah, but that's just a silly excuse. the The thing, the thing is. Okay, so you heard that too. But we'll talk um, about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. No, I haven't heard any. Like, I okay, mean, okay, okay. Rona, Rona didn't have any tires at the World's Warmer, but I. But that was because they were stuck in customs. Exactly. Don't worry about that now. They need to start sending yeah. tires now. Um, yeah. but, I wanted to. T- so, by the way. Either way, I think the issue is that world shouldn't be held at Robin Hood and Astro, and they shouldn't be held at uh, Hobby Action on Clay with Saucing. Because those are races that are very sort of locally favored. They are they're not an So saying, you're saying race. the same thing that the Americans are saying about the worlds that's coming up now? No, but Redavan is it's not something like specific because the t- 10 scale is different right if the words were held at ongaro's track okay yeah the fact on that Astro this is on astroturf on 8k 8k words were held on our track on astroturf yeah fuck that that's not that's not fine <laughs> the the thing the thing about it the um, why i have a different opinion of, of racing at baldo's own track at redavan and racing at hobby action or robin hood on astro or Hobby Action at Clay and Robin Hood and Astro. The reason why I have is because those are very specific uh, types of conditions. Mm-hmm. I w- I don't I don't want the world to be held at Montpellier, but I I love the race at Montpellier mm-hmm. Montpellier GP. I don't want the race being held at Hobby Action, but I always watch the races at Hobby Action when they happen. The Reed uh, Desert uh, Cactus Classic right. or what Desert Classic, whatever it is. Those races are specific and they work for that event. I don't want the worlds to be at Neo uh, at Harper Adams. I want the Neo to be at the Harper Adams. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get These it. races I get are it. specific and they work for that type of event. World should always be a different venue, a newer venue, or an old sort of heritage venue that doesn't have an established big race or an established crowd that's super good there being held like when the walls went to a Derby arena i was like fuck this but then 
the Japanese have a lot of honor and they they shot they just did a flat they track, did yeah. The, they did a flat track and shot themselves at the leg, made the track the worst possible for Yokomo. <laughs> so like okay, that's good. But and even even when the words were last time in Chico, they have the Roar Nats there, like silly stuff. I don't think world should be held at Redavon, but I'm fine with them being at Redavon because Redavon is sort of they are gonna change the layout. That's the track is generic enough where I don't think the advantage is gonna be too hard to overcome. Testman started first in the main. Testman TQ'd rounds at the World Swarmer. There's yeah. no excuse for Americans. But if the Worlds were held at this track where the Euros, 10 scale Euros were held at, uh, in 10 scale Worlds. I get what you mean because it's a specific, yeah. specific, specific. Yes. Um, yeah. That not every. No, I've got some feedback coming in here. Yeah. But can, there can you hear that? Uh, there, there are some feedback, but it's very mm. light. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make, which is it's hard to sort of. It could be that I'm. This is just my sort of mind having this this idea, but this could just be my opinion. I'm not really sure yet, <laughs> but I do find a big difference between the worlds being held at Redavon, because if the worlds were held at Redavon, it's like the worlds were held at anywhere, any track in America. And that, that's to me that's fine because there are there's like if the if it was held at at the dirt. I'm fine with the worlds being held at the dirt, but I don't think, I don't think they should be held at the dirt because it has the dirt nitro challenge, and it's kind of a specific track. But in ten scale, they are much more narrow areas. There is that tire game of hobby action, and there is that sort of bouncy astro that's been there for tens of years of. Uh, Robin Hood Raceway that just held the Euros. I think those tracks are very specific and they have been there for years and have their own purpose in RC for years. Yeah, And World I, should be something new that doesn't really have that or uh, like behind them. That's cool. my opinion. So continuing on with that, he asks, uh, in 2024, the word is, well, according to the rules, that... Um, America would hold the 2024 Worlds for eight scale, right? So he asked, what facilities so. do you think would, would would be good for this? So I actually had this conversation yesterday. If I was to hold a Worlds in America next year, like in 2024, because now that as a, as a, I would do it. See... It, people have to understand it's not just about the track. It's it's the facility. That's one thing I've learned working mm -hmm. with RCGP. You also need a great facility to pull off a great race. So mm -hmm. you have to, it, it's not just enough to have a, a, a track and a bathroom, you know, yeah. to have a world. Yeah. And they, they actually have a lot of specifications that you need for us. So if I was going to have a world in America, I would vote for like Thornhill. Mm-hmm. Because it's a great facility and it's on. It, it doesn't matter about weather. I will mm -hmm. go for Southside in Florida because mm -hmm. it's another great facility, and people can fly into Miami. People can fly into Orlando. I know the guys argue if he was like, ah, oh, but all out. I said, well, maybe all out should put in a bid because they're putting a lot of money into that facility in Orlando too. 
But I said, it's not just the track, it's the facility. You have to have this. And, you know, it's a lot of things you have to have to have a world. They have all requirements that you have to have as a track. That's why they're not yeah. cheap. So, and you need to you need to sort of understand that people come from all around the world. Mm-hmm. They pay thousands of dollars in flying tickets. And if you come to some fucking desert in the middle of Arizona and <laughs> with a big track, yeah, you're going to be pissed. You, no one, like... Like the difference between sort of American racing and European racing is like Americans a lot of times come with their own tables and come with their uh, generators and all of that stuff and they have their own air air pressure and all that. Right, but in Europe, in that's Europe, not common. Europe, no, in Europe, what we used to is you come there, you have a table, you pick one. I saw that. You come, you have you have water running, you have bathrooms, like. That's the sort of uh, diff. That that's the reason why in Europe it's a bit easier to get the worlds there always. Because right, and I, I saw that every in Italy. facility almost have that. Yeah, I, I, I saw that in Italy. Uh, the difference, and another great facility would be like Fonda Alley has all of that. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's lots of facilities that can hold it, but uh, but, yeah, but Thunder Alley even is too small. I, but yeah, it's too small. I think it's too small. You need to understand. Like we need to remember, it's two hundred people. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's the world. I mean, it could be done, but I just think you have to look at ease, like ease of people to get to places too. You know, especially yeah. America and Miami is a big hub. That's why. Dallas that's why is it's a big hub. You know. But if Mar, if Mar doesn't care about that, they put the worlds in the middle of nowhere in Brazil, where you have to fly like four hours away. Right, and as much as I would love to go to Brazil, um, I don't. And, and, I, and I'm sorry to all my Brazilians. I get it. You guys want to have a world. But I think the next world should be in America. Like, I think you just follow along. And then when it's Farmar's turn again, they, they get their turn. Farmer, Farmar. So I think when you think of the only, uh, the other facility that I think of that comes to name that can, and the, the people that let's get, let me, let's, let's get something straight people. The facility needs to have people there that are going to run the race as well. Like if Mar isn't mm-hmm. sending an entire crew of people to run a race, you have to work in coordination with the people that run the facility. So the only other place I can say would be LCRC. But yeah. then again, that's like kind of like a hard place to get to. But the facility is awesome. The people that uh, run the facility are awesome and have super like and have and you have to have a lot of experience in running one of those races because it's very complex and it's, it's, it takes a lot of getting used to, you know? So I would say Florida, I like, I like Thornhill. I think you can, I don't know how, but people can fly to like that Dallas and people just have to understand like international hubs, like Orlando, Atlanta, uh, Miami, the biggest, one of the biggest hubs in the world. Like these are all easy places for people to fly. LAX. That's why most people fly into LA. Like it's simple. The closest airport to DC is Ontario, but everybody flies into LX because it's just the easiest flight, you know? To fly to Ontario yeah. is going to cost you $300 more and put 20 more hours on your flight. And you can fly yeah. into LAX and just rent a car and drive to DNC, three hours of DNC. So those are the things that people have to take into consideration before they, um, you know, just like, oh, this race could have, this track could have a lot, this track could have. No, it's, it's a big thing. It's a lot that's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one more question. And this is gonna this is your last science made question. Daniel York, his guy from New Zealand, he just got his first JQ Black Edition. What is some of the modifications to do to it to give it more of an edge above the version? I think all of that stuff is available. Is that all of that stuff still available on um 
on like the JQ. I haven't been on that page in so long. I think there there are. Can't remember what the last edition came with, but it's been so generally, long. Generally, there really isn't much to modify on the car. The biggest modification I do is the brakes. So I'd get um, some. I think S works brake pads fit, and then get some. I can't remember if it was a associated disc. Yeah, but you have to Dremel so them. That, yeah, so you have to Dremel them slightly. But I think I think I could be wrong, but I think SOX discs work too. But I'm not sure. I think so too. But, I think some people have modified them too. Yeah. And, I, and another thing that discs people do can work too. Yeah, another thing people do is put the two separate rods in for their brakes, which I think is a good idea. And yeah, just make sure you get enough droop yeah. too. A lot of times, um like even though those arms came notched. People were notching them more. Uh, I, you know what? All of this information is all like all on the JQ Racing page. I have to, you know, all of it. I know it's hard to find it, but yeah, it, it's a it's a stable car. You just you, and you got to just drive it. Like <clears throat> a lot of people drive their car. This is a lot of people drive their JQs like the first time and like, oh, this car's a piece of shit. But once it loosens up and gets all sloppy, that's when it's it's, it's mm-hmm. best. It's like a point when it's like too sloppy and not too sloppy. And it's just like, like the car that JQ bought to me for the first time ever. And he came on her and it's like, hey, here's a rental car. I was like, this car is sloppy as fuck. He wants me to drive this. Like, but it worked. Like, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. That's the thing. The car is quite stiff. Um, the beginning. Yeah, no, no, but the sort of uh, geometry and uh, the way the car drives, it feels quite stiff mm-hmm. and sort of, or how would I say it? It feels loose, but it, or it is loose, but it feels that it's too stiff. Sort of that sort of, so it, right. for a regular driver, it feels that it's too stiff, but because I know what's going on, it, it is too loose, the, the sort of setup of the car. So that's why you need to wear the drivetrain out a bit mm-hmm. and then you get the sort of friction in it and the car has more grip and it feels better so you need to run it a bit sloppy for sure yeah and yeah make sure you break it in properly and then um I, i've been i've been talking to this guy for a little bit to a mess i've just been out of it so long i've forgotten a lot of it you know what i mean but i used to know all these answers right off the bat but my focus has been elsewhere since i left that uh yeah man um you know what Daniel if you're in our if you're in our Discord or you're on Facebook as well hit up Max Max knows everything mm-hmm. about Black Edition so he can help you out uh much better than me on setup so that's for sure <laughs> Max so we kind of geeked out we went long we had some issues we had some rain issues we had audio issues but uh we're gonna go I think that's it for our Beach RC bench racing Q and A uh our next is Next up is my interview with the chairman of 10th scale of the BCR, the BRCA, the British Racing Radio Control Association. Martin Owen, and also uh, co-host or vice host of Extra Lap Podcast, who's an English podcast that belongs to Aiden Bark and him and Joseph, I don't want to say, Cockhill, I believe his name is, I believe. Uh, but yeah, extra that podcast, Martin Owen, he had a great weekend at the, a great week at the, at the Euros. And we're going to talk all about that 
and him. Uh, Max, we'll be back later on with you and Isherwood to talk about the Euros that's happening now, make some predictions. And uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for geeking out. And I know it's not ideal situation because you're like kind of on vacation. So I appreciate that. And uh, I'll be back with you in a bit. And remember, everybody, there is uh, thank you to BTRC. There's an affiliate link. If you can use that, it greatly helps us out as well. With that, Max, I'll see you in a bit. And we're off to the interview, the Techno RC main interview with Martin Owen, the Extra Lab podcast, and the chairman of the 10 scale art of the BRCA. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. So joining me this week, uh, he wears many, he, you know, he has a very interesting nickname, number one. Uh, he's also a podcaster as well. He's, you know, he's he's wearing a lot of hats on the, you know, you know, but when you have a nickname like the emperor of everything, I guess yes. that's what happens. That's Aiden, man. Yeah. That's your buddy. Bless that's him. Aiden. I know. Joining yeah, I me. Know. Uh, this week is Martin Owen, who is, are you now, <laughs> are you vice host or are we calling you co-host or are you guys like all equal on extra lap? Um, no, I would say Aiden is the host and we're kind of vice hosts. Vice hosts. We, we, you can't get a word in edgeways with him because when he gets going, he doesn't stop. So he was so just, quiet on the live stream though. He didn't talk much. No, he, he's, he has his moments. He, he's like, um, his own podcast is like when he goes to his home race, he kind of okay. gets on it and shows it. And then when he goes somewhere else, he's a little bit off pace. Right. So uh, uh, this man, Aiden Burke and, and um, Joey, I cock, Cockhill. Cockhill. I, I really yeah. have a hard time saying those names. I really do like cockerel and all that. They're just, yeah. you know, my mind just instantly goes to something else. So no offense, <laughs> Joey. Um, but these, you guys are the Extra Lap podcast, uh, English podcast, mostly yeah. talking about uh, 10 skill racing. They only do one hour podcast and I like us, even though I think this is going to be one of our longer podcasts this year. Uh, also, you are now the chairman of 10 scale for B the BRCA. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I took over from Paul Worsley. He'd done it for 25 years. <sighs> So yeah, oh it was some big shoes to fill. You got twenty five years in you. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> okay, good, good. That's positive thinking. Eight, positive eight, thinking. eight months in, yeah, it's easy. No, it's um, yeah, it's be fine. You just had a successful Euros. We're going to talk about that. Con congratulations, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, but also, here's a fun fact: you are the only person that I personally know that has earned every young. If you was a nineteen eighties young male. Man, young boy, every man, every, and you was into GI Joe. Oh yeah, this this guy had what everybody wanted. He had the aircraft carrier, the elusive aircraft carrier. Yeah, the USS the, Flag. You uh, ever regret getting rid of that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think with any toys or anything you collect as a kid, you get rid of it and you look back and you go, oh, I wish I'd have kept that. Although I think my USS flag was was interesting because it was my, my dad and my uncle bought the thing. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen the sticker sheets for one of those. Mm-hmm. They're, they're huge. Well, I think the sticker sheet started very well. And as they were getting drunk building it, the stickers slowly went very crooked, and I probably had a runway that that wasn't very straight on that on my USS flag. But somewhere, and I keep looking for them, and I will find them. I have loads of pictures of it. I hope you do. I hope you do. Yeah. Uh, those things are like six thousand dollars. No, I know, unbelievable. It's the biggest ever playset someone ever made. I think. So, yeah. I mean, I I can remember it um, going into. I think it was Toys R Us. Um, when we lived in the states, and just it was unbelievable. So. I remember this being in Bermuda, and Bermuda is always a little bit more expensive. And I just remember it being like two hundred and seventy-five dollars in the eighties. Yeah. And back in the eighties, that was like a lot of money. And I was like, oh yeah I, just, yeah, I just want that for Christmas. It's just like nah, nah. Plus, you don't have space. Uh, <laughs> no, but no. yes, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, no, I, I I thoroughly I enjoy you guys' podcast. Uh, um. You know, we Aiden also Aiden and I talk quite a lot when he's also been a big supporter of me yeah. and the podcast, and I try to support you guys as well. Uh, but after last week's Euros, I had talked to you about coming on, but after last yeah. week's Euros, I was like, man, we got to have you on because that was such a great Euros. And um, JQ and I talked about it a lot. I want we you and I are going to touch on it, but I want to learn a little bit about you. So, where are you <laughs> from in in the UK? So I'm um, from the southwest, a uh, place called Bridgewater, which is right down in the sort of be- um, between uh, Bristol and like the bottom of Cornwall. So okay, sort of where the little leg of the Britain that sticks out in the bottom corner. I'm I'm down there. So um, I've I've not lived here all my life. I I did live um, in California, which is a, an ongoing joke with many people that say, "Oh, do you used to live in America?" And because obviously. Um, I was in California in the 80s, as you just said, mm-hmm. and did some racing and did some racing with what turned out to be some very big names mm-hmm. and, and kind of saw it a uh, birth of it a little bit. How did yeah? I, I wanted to find out how did you guys end up? How old was you when you when you moved to the UK, uh, USA, and how did that come about? Uh, so I was six when we went over there. My dad got a job with uh, Philips Ultrasound doing um building ultrasound machines he wanted a change of of life and and we went over there and on a, on a 10-year contract so I, I was there from six till 16. no way did yeah. you was you sad when you had to leave and come back to uk um yeah well it was kind of strange how it happened because we we actually came back to renew our visas after the 10 years and the his job the company actually collapsed while we were back here on, on uh, vacation. Oh, wow. So it was kind of, um, I thought, you know, two weeks uh, vacation in the UK turned into, no, we're staying here now. So yeah, it, it, it was, but it, it's opened up many other opportunities. So it is what it is. I mean, California was great. I don't know if I'd want to live there now, but um, <laughs> did you, uh, what time. part of Cali did you live in back then? So we, we lived in Huntington beach. Oh, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, my 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 neighbor down the road and across the street was Clifflet. No shit. So, yeah. So that's 
I, I, like I said, grew up in the mecca of, of racing at events that were in its peak. In its peak, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ten years. So you you went over there in what year? 80... 82. So okay, next year you ran over there in like the hottest, some one of the hottest times of RC. Yeah, yeah. You saw a lot. Yeah, I mean, I got into it about eighty six. Uh huh. How that happen? Um, we had some friends. My parents were. Um, they did this like weird, like American square dancing stuff. Very strange. <laughs> um, and one of the guys there had a a, a Yokomo and an RC ten. And we went to a track called Radio Controlled Hobbies. And it was, it, at the time, it was outdoors. Um, went and just had a look. And like mostly everyone in this hobby, you've seen it once and you're fixed. Um, and it was started it. there. Yeah. And it, it, we, we found the local track. That, and my local track at the time was somewhere called Hot Tracks, which was the the first place they were, I think, had the Reedy Race. Um it was owned by a family. It did a, a magazine called Competition Plus, which you see pop up every now and then in different articles. Um, and they had this, it was it was an indoor dirt track. The scary thing is it was across the road from where OCRC used to be. No way. Yeah. So, and I never got back. One of my things I wanted to get back to OCRC just because it's where I kind of started my journey. Mm-hmm. would have been just across the road at, at Hot Tracks. Um, so we raced there for a little bit that unfortunately closed. Um, and then we moved from there to a, a place called one stop hobbies, which was a, the smallest little dirt oval track you'll ever see. And we, um, we, we did quite a lot of dirt oval racing that, that kind of closed, um, did some sprint car racing there, which was uh, unreal. Yeah. So you had like, you had the full American experience. Yeah, yeah, experience. yeah, yeah, and then and then I think that near the end of the, ho- the hobbies was racing at a Radio Control Hobbies Raceway in Costa Mesa, which is where I got to meet kind of a lot of people from Associated at the time and um, race dirt four wheel drive dirt oval, which th- those things were unreal at the time. They were so fast, even really? for back then. Four wheel drive you used to use foam tires on dirt and cover them <laughs> in WD forty, so it would stick to the track. Really? It was, it, they were cool and they were chain driven. Um, there was a custom works dominator, which was kind of the popular one. And then there was a, uh, yeah. That's it. And then there was another company and he was a local guy called superior and he made his own car and it got quite popular because it was actually better than the custom works. It had mag- and it had magnesium arms on it. If you Google up superior SRP one, people still have them. Really, they must be expensive. Yeah. I mean, I think back then, I'll tell you a funny story in a minute. They're about six to seven hundred dollars back in 88, 89, 90. So that was expensive. That was very expensive. And back then, you know, it was skimming motors. And um, it was a motor company called Twister, which I got to know the, the owner quite well, a guy called Mike Walker. Um, and that's where I kind of met. Uh, and we've had him on the, on our podcast, Rick Howard, who was a massive, mm-hmm. you know, kind of racing inspiration for me. And, you know, I kind of went racing with him, um, wet back when he started peak performance. So that, that was a, a real cool thing. So always had fast motors, um, and batteries, uh, the, the, the whole, where this kind of, it sounds unreal and it was, and 
I can remember seeing uh, Brian Kimwald when he was very young coming into the hobby at, at RC, RCH and, and Reedy races there. Unfortunately, I was like, how can we word it? You know, you know, you see these uh, these American kids who just completely lose it when it all goes wrong, and they throw cars and they throw controllers and right. Yeah, that 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 was me. You was one of those, but I, you... I, I, I was one of those. I, my my favorite story, and um, my mum has always told it very well. We were at um, Bakersfield, a place called Racers Haven, which is where Tebow started racing. Okay. And we, it was an, an oval national. And I think I'd made the B, pulled the B, and was not very happy. And I think I broke it in the B, came back to the pits. And apparently, and I kind of do remember it, I actually launched this car across four, four or five pit tables over a couple of racers' head, straight to the side of a wall. And um, my mum picked it up and said, that's it, you're done. And I didn't touch a controller or race again till we moved back here. No way. Okay, yeah. so you was deep. You was deep. How long was it your break when that happened? Um, so we came back in 1992, and I think I kind of got back into racing about 98, 99. So okay. I had a wee bit of a break then. You was a little older. You was probably working as well out of school. Yeah, yeah, and, and appreciated it more. I mean, I was a, a spoiled little brat <laughs> at the track, but it was different back then, Lefty, because there wasn't as many kids. Okay. And, and you were, a, if you were a fast kid, you were a threat. Um, I can remember adults chasing me off Rostrum where you'd like lap them and tap them as you're lapping them and they'd lose their cool completely. No shit. They didn't want, didn't want to be beaten by a kid. I remember yeah. Tebow talking about that, saying that yeah. like Greg and them guys used to haze him so yep. much. Like they, like they treated him so bad. And then you talk to Greg and the guys like, yeah, so what? Like, that's what we used to do to everybody that was like, that was like their haze into him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People would melt if that happened nowadays. Yeah. And, would and melt. The other thing people don't realize the hatred between the tracks back then. Re oh, the tracks. Uh, oh, not to, not just the teams, too. That's not, not talking the about the teams. The tracks. Yeah. I can remember being at one stop raceway one night and there was a, a very big oval raceway called ascot they it was a real car track and they had an rc track and the owner of it came and like started putting flyers up all around this other track why they were racing <laughs> and it was just crazy like 10 of them turned up in this like 18 van jumped out of it and started putting flyers up on the walls and it, it was the rivalry was unbelievable i think the team thing was a little bit the rivalry with losi and mm -hmm, ae uh, and a was a little bit after i kind of came out of the hobby but it, it you could see it brewing wow you, know, you could track, really i never heard, thought about the track no i've never heard that about the tracks but yeah. i can see it happening yeah it was it was a, a real kind of a hot pot should we say of um activity at times but yeah yeah that's just, awesome it, though it's, it's just one of those things you remember and you think yeah they, they did not like each other and the other thing is, the whole time racing in the States, we only used, if you're going to race two-wheel drive, you drove an RC10. And, and I find it really strange when people here talk about vintage racing. They're like, oh, i got this Tamiya or this Kyosho. Or, and you're like, well, we just used RC10s and the odd person had an Ultima. And that was it. Right. So you missed that time. When yeah. You, that was like pre-RC10 days, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's like when the guy in your neighborhood who had a Hornet. Yeah, oh, yeah, grasshopper yeah. was the guy, was you know, because his RC car was faster than everybody's. Yeah, but that's good. You, you, you kind of grew up in an era of RC that 
that I mean, if it wasn't for that era, we wouldn't be where we are right now. No, for, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I've probably seen things that I couldn't remember that were huge at the time, and just didn't as a kid, just didn't really think of. I used to sit there with with Mike Reedy as he's skimming motors and talking complete garbage, and <laughs> you didn't appreciate those times. And now you look back and think, "Wow!" I mean, he, my he actually said to my mom once. He said, "I'd love to sponsor this kid, but he's just." too insane i mean i was awful <laughs> absolutely awful probably the, and the complete opposite where now i probably should lose it every now and then and i don't i'm just i'm just pretty calm and chilled out i i just i mean i could see joey being that guy on the podcast and definitely aiden but uh, not you yeah yeah they can be they're 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 slower than me, so I don't have to worry about. Ooh, oh, well, oh, there we they, go, there we go. Well, they, they were Jerry this year stepped it up a little bit, and I think taking on all the things I've taken on have slowed me down a little bit. Probably well, it will. Of, probably need some like visible speed there behind you. That burst, yes, so. yes, hey, but you know what? They're sponsoring <laughs> the F4 Euro, so that's pretty exactly. good. Exactly. Yep. Um, how did you rediscover RC in the UK then? Um, strange enough, I bought a. Kyosho made a made a mini. I, I liked always liked like mini Cooper S's. Mm -hmm. They made a they made a mini, and um, I ordered one and kind of played around with it outside. And we went to a, a a mini a gathering of real mini enthusiasts. All these mini Cooper S's, and they had, I think it was uh, Tamiya had a a track. It, it was at uh, sort of a track laid out, and we're having like a Tamiya Euro Cup, or it might have just been a display. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, my mum being like my driving force in RC kind of went up there and went, oh, my son's got this little little Kyosha Mini. Could he have a go with you? And they were like, yeah, we're going to do some races. Come and have a go. But like, you know, we'll wait for him. We won't, you can't make him look like a fool. Um, I ended up beating them all. So it was quite funny. Oh, that, that, that's a funny story. <laughs> which, which, which was quite cool. And, and funny enough, got a couple of guys that were there. I still race with to this day. So... Yeah, uh, and, that, I and, that, that. And, that, and that was how I got back into it, and then kind of went and started doing some tenth off road, and it was very different to what I was used to here, racing on grass or astroturf and spiky tires. We were used to, you know, loose dirt and bumps, and yeah, just kind of got got into it from about two thousand, no, probably ninety nine till about two thousand and six. And then I had another little three-year break, uh, or four-year break. Got back into it in 2012 and haven't stopped. <laughs> it goes like that. I, yeah. it, um, I got back into it in 2014. Finally, after being in the UK and yeah. getting back racing there, I, I, I it got my passion going again. Um, I, I, like I would always say if I had to move, I would move back to the UK and take my family yeah. and yeah. enjoy ten-scale racing again. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's good stuff, man. I never really fully had heard your story of how you yeah. ended up in the U in uh, in America. It's a very interesting story, and yeah, you crazy. probably did see some stuff and like yeah. was around people like that you didn't even realize as a kid. You're just like, yeah, it's just, just no. another day in California. Just just another day racing. I mean, I can remember just being sat at school, and um, funny enough, Brian Kimball's sister was at my school. Okay. And I can remember sat there and she'd be like, oh, Brian's at the track today testing. And I'd get all wound up like because I'm stuck in school. <laughs> Brian, because he was a little bit older, would, would be there at the track testing. And, you know, when you hear the stories about Brian, 
that's what he did. He went to the track all day and just tried different things and lots of bizarre things with tires and, you know, went on to be the legend that he, that he was and still is. Yep. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I just find it so weird that some guy from the UK turned up to be around all of that. Like it's, oh, it's yeah, amazing it's, how life it's, is though. And, and, and I, I like to talk about it, but I don't because I get it ripped out of me. I mean, there'll be people that'll see this and go, oh, there he goes. He's on about California again, but, it was but cool. the people that are listening to this won't know that. Like that's yeah, why yeah. I want to talk about and, it. And and it's cool because, um, like we just said, we saw things, and it, it's hard to explain what it was like. But it it was cool. And like when we said we've had like Rick Howard on our podcast, you know, and it was nice when Rick said to the other two, you know, this this kid was fast, and and I did hear that. You, you don't realize that. it, yeah, and you know, and uh, I. It was great. It was cool and hanging around with like Jay Halsey, who was just an absolute legend, and his dad Jim. I mean, they were, but they weren't. They were just mates that you spoke to down at the track. Right, right, right. It was. It was. You just didn't. You just didn't understand it. And you know, and Cliff going on to be a sort of president was just crazy. Insane. Um, it is insane. My mum went back there. I think in twenty thirteen, and Cliff and Rick took her out for lunch, and she got some photos at A with them and. You know, absolutely unreal that still all this time they remembered us and you know treated us like not, family. Arcee's just a small world. It's very small. It is. It and is. um, you just know people. You get to know people. Yeah. Like I know so many people around the world now. It's like yeah, insane. it's crazy. All through it? RC. Yeah, so good. yeah, I know. That's what I think. Rich in relationships. Yeah. All right. Um, extra that podcast. I know Aiden formed that. You joined him. Yeah. You guys have been doing that strong for about. Two, three years now three years, yeah yeah it's it's very it's just three mates that get on and then talk to some <laughs> guests i think i swear i think you plan everything because you sound like you plan everything and uh, i think joey and no. and aiden just show up no there's it, it it is literally sat sometimes we forget we're doing it because you just sat just having a chat and <laughs> and we, we you know we try to be careful what we say we don't yep. try to get into any controversy um well, so we we definitely we definitely do not do that her um no, never. <laughs> so in fact i think this podcast unfortunately will be very controversial because <laughs> i recorded with max and he had some things to say about the new tlr so barry's going to be upset but um i love you guys like i love it you keep it short um yeah. complete opposite of what i do talk and and people don't realize like i i say this over and over and over that carpet turf is the future in um, in america now yeah because they're now just catching one because i i couldn't believe it when i went to my mates like hey we're going to silverstone tonight for tuesday yeah. night club race yeah I, and i i still i i reiterate we literally showed up there at six o'clock by seven o'clock we it was like 10 15 people maybe not even that much but yeah. 10 people showed up we rode out like it was either you wrote out five rows for a big race or four rows for a small race or whatever yeah, it was. That's it. You wrote out the carpet. The guy had whatever track plan he had. You it was fire hose filled with gravel or sand. Duct yeah. tape that done. While while he was doing that, people were building the rostrum driver stand. There was a portable yeah. driver stand. And then they had everything, like the jumps were um like they were allowed to keep on property and you just put yeah. them down and put duct tape. And I, in an hour, he had an up and running AstroTurf track, like yep. proper yeah. Tuesday night racing. And then 
get in, get on like rules. Like I, I, I committed the cardinal sin of just like walking up in the driver's stand. Like I didn't know that it was uh you had to walk up this way and walk down that way. That was in line. I was like, oh yeah, like you know, just boom. My mate's like, no man, you got to walk up. And then when you walked on, you walked on that way. And then I was like, well, that makes sense. It's just so much faster. Yeah, yeah. Lots of things like that just made sense. And yeah. I honestly, I say this to people all the time because they're like, you know, obviously 702 just closed, right? Yeah. And people's like, well, I was like, yeah, but you're talking about catering to, there's not much racers. You know, you're talking about open up yeah. a permanent full-time track. For very little people, I said, what's going to have to happen is that in America, they're going to have to adopt how they do it in the UK. And it's using school halls, gymnasiums, church halls, working out a small rental agreement and just have. And then and and I what what I can't fathom about this is we know how much that in America, they love to change tracks. You can have a different track every time you do this. So I honestly feel that. You guys have been doing it for so long. And now the Americans are kind of catching on. There are, there's, it's so much more carpet racing and AstroTurf yeah. racing going on in America now. And dirt is going on because I think it's just easier. I know when I did it, I took a B5M, put some Schumacher tires on it. Yeah. And you're just got traction. You know, you yeah. got traction. You, you can drive. You know, you may not be the fastest out there, but you can still have fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the biggest draw with Astro and carpet is you can't really cheat. You can't use additive. There isn't a magic, you know, the, our, our tire rule at Nationals is you can take things away from it. You can't add anything to it. Okay. So you can snip stuff off, but you can't glue on extra spikes. Um, and that's a great thing. It takes the tire game out of it. You know, there's no yeah, sanding of tires. There's no additive. There's nothing... Yeah, and as you know from your time over here, we don't do stock racing. You come no. in, race modified, and that's it. Joey Fisher. <laughs> yeah, Joey. Bless him. Oh, my God. Him and I were having a discussion yesterday about where the world should be in 2024. It was amazing. Well, Joey is the stock king. Yeah, no stock racing. You just you just run what you bring. like, and yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, when I was a kid, stock racing is you went and did it. As soon as you won stock, they kicked you out. You went to modified. Yeah, that and doesn't that, happen and, anymore. And, and now it, it's a class. but Too much money wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it, it's made itself and you're never going to change it out there. That's when the States, that's the way it is. They like it. Ah, why not? But is it producing? I mean, they, they do have the best drivers in the world at the moment with, with Mayfield and Cav and, and Rifkin. But Fair. is it? You didn't put Fenn in there. Uh, put uh, yeah, there. Can't, can't the best forget Mr. Yeah. Fenn, yes. He's the um, best on all surfaces, I think, right now. But but is this continue stock racing? Does it does it get no the it modified doesn't. guys? I mean Matty it, it, Matty G, for example, he's you know amazing driver to watch him. He's his skills are great to watch mm-hmm. him. But is he gonna come up to modified or is it he's happy where it is, which is fine. Well, he's in modified now, but he's, yeah. he's struggling. So, yeah. but it's it's part of the. But we've seen this with many other young stock yeah. drivers too. I, Drayton Starb was one of them. I remember yep. when he yep. came up, uh, when he went Yokomo JC went came up to the pro rank, like well, let's say pro ranks modified. Yeah, was not good. Went back down to stock. I mean, like, and and now he barely races. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I do like. 
that they have a different like that's a road yeah, to yeah. becoming a pro. But it, it just needs like I think the like it it just comes down to this. Like I remember Joey was trying to me and Joey had this argument. He was like the 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 stock racers would beat if if the modified guys ran stock cars, they would still yeah. lose, they would lose to the stock good stock racers. And I said, no. I said the cream will always rise to the top and yeah. those guys will win wherever. Wherever, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they're just that more talented. Yeah. It doesn't matter what car, what the power of the car. Yeah. I mean, my, my issue with stock racing is you can cheat. Yeah, exactly. And, they it's, can't and it's not it. stock. It's nah. just, yeah. Pro nah. pro stock mod is what they call it, I think. Uh, or what we, yeah. we're going to call it. But um, yeah, I, I, the UK has a very, very healthy racing. In my opinion, it's very healthy. I mean, from just from my experience, I mean, literally... Yeah. Okay, this is 2014. I had to. I had three events, so yeah. I could go to any three events. And if I didn't have a BRCA or at least proof that I had to sign up for the BRCA, then yeah. people wouldn't let me race. Correct. So <clears throat> I know on this podcast, I get on Afro, I get on Roar, and and all these <laughs> federations. But I am a big believer in federations. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the BRCA. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not perfect. <clears throat> I know it needs to modernize. That's yeah. why I was happy to see you get involved. But tell yeah. us a little bit about the BRC, how it started, because IFMAR actually started in the UK, but from it, England. It, yeah. Yeah. It all started. I think it was Ted Longshore started the, the, what he wanted kind of a federation or a set of rules to, to keep it fair and to help the hobby grow. Um, so he started Ifmar and then he, I guess, as Ifmar kind of grew bigger from my understandings, he kind of stepped into the BRCA and started that. And through the years, it's just grown and grown um, with the help of people like Paul Worsley, who was the 10th section chairman for a long time. It's very, <laughs> as I would put it, it is very English. There's a lot of uh, rules, a lot it's of like strict cricket. rules. Yeah, exactly. But they all kind of have a really good reason to be there. There is the odd one that you think, oh, this is that, you know, I'll bring one up. Wearing a high vis, we're like the only place in the world that does it. And as you probably saw from the Euros, everyone went out with a high vis. Now in the UK, we all have, we all have our own high vis jackets. Mm -hmm. The Europeans really struggled with it because it's not something they do in Europe. And although I kind of get it, it's just one of those things that it's a little bit of a pain and it's a very, it seems a very English thing to do. No, but it makes but, sense. But, Trust me. But I'm it a makes big sense. Of high end, high business. Yeah, it does, you know, and you definitely can see that you've got your marshals on the track and that they are a marshal. It, it, it's a good idea, but it's just one of those little things. Like you said, you know, going up and leaving the rostrum in different places is a. Yeah, a but that makes that, for better racing. Yeah, better. It, it's a faster turnaround. Yeah, I think. When I realized how how much how involved the BRCA was, when I remember when the big uh, there were the, there were people not everybody people couldn't use headsets, yeah, right. And the reason for that was well, we're trying to keep racing as cheap as possible, yeah. and not everybody can afford three hundred race sets, so we're not going to allow them. I yeah. I understand that, like one hundred percent understand that. I mean, we raced for how many years without headsets? Yeah, yeah, and I it does give. If if somebody can't afford afford to have them, then somebody does have them. You know, if yeah. you just prefer not to use them, that's a different thing. Yeah. So and little things like that, and <clears throat> I think, um, and there's a, there's like there's just a lot of rules. It's like I said, yeah. it's very English. It's very much like cricket. There's yep. there's lots of rules, but I like that. 
I mean, because then it's created such a great, in my opinion, one of the healthiest racing communities in the world. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, no, it has. I mean, we have, you know, return scale. We have regional events, which get you uh, uh, an F grading. So we have uh, this F grading system in the, in the UK. If you're, if you're the top 30% uh, at our national, you become an F1. I think it, I can't get these numbers right, but the next 20% is an F2, mm-hmm. again, F3, F4. But you could also get one of these F gradings at your local regional events. So, but you can't get an F1. You can get up, get up to an F2 and that is it. And, and, you know, we use these gradings uh, a lot to decide entries of events, what events you can go and do. Um, we have separate end-of-season championship one-off race for everyone that's an F2, F3, F4, and F5. You know, and it, because of these F gradings, we can do these, these kind of uh, things. It helps with seeding to mm. a degree. You know, it gets a little bit difficult this year at our nationals. We've had Michael Olowski has come to a couple of them, and he is an F5. But you've got to use common sense. You can't put him in the bottom heat. It wouldn't be fair on the guys in the bottom heat. It's not fair on him. So you've got to put him as high as you can without maybe putting him in with the top guys because he's he's got to kind of earn that. And it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, a very English cricket thing. Most people think, oh, you should just put him in the top eight, you know, don't be so stupid. And, and yeah, to a degree, you probably should, but we've got rules written that everyone gets. That apply to everybody. Away. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, because even, like, uh, concerning the RCGP, Ron, that's coming up, I know, unfortunately, it's clashing with a uh, 10-skill, Ron, and I know yeah. people are upset about that. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm upset because I just wanted to see like the whole brothers come out and race and all that yeah, stuff. And yeah. I, you know, um, and I went. I was hoping that you and maybe Aiden might be able to come out and meet you guys if I come. But and then it, it was good to see the BRCA and RCGP and Nemo come up with a. I think, I, I mean, it probably isn't the best best solution, but it's a solution yeah. for yeah. everybody, and that's what it has to come down to. And I think. Uh, well, a lot of the complaints that I've seen with the BRCA is that it was, and, and my complaints too with other federations still stuck in the 80s and heritage and all that stuff. And with you, when I saw you come on, I was like, all right, so we're going to step in. And why I think you, because I mean, you kind of understand. I mean, I've listened to you guys enough. You guys can understand yeah. you want to progress RC forward. Yeah. And things have to move forward. Maybe. And, um, yeah, like um, I was happy about that when you went in there because we need to. I like I'm thinking future. Like I, I'm thinking, yeah, Smart's a, a smart dude. He needs to get into Afro somehow, and we need to get more guys. You know, now I'm already figured this out in my brain somewhere somehow yeah. because that's how I think. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I just think I don't. And from our American listeners, yeah. um, if. If Raw was to operate like if Raw was supposed to operate how it was supposed to operate, it would be like this. And everything, like I don't think anything RC, anything that's racing in RC doesn't go through the BRCA. Yeah, correct. It, yeah, every, everything in this country will go through them in one way, or their rules will be used in a way. Um, right in this country, it, it's, and, it's and, just, and, you know. Go ahead. Sorry, F, a lot of our you know a lot of the EFRA rules are for 10th have been written by the same person. Paul Worsley has wrote the 10th, our 10th rules 
and written some of the Ephra ones. Okay. Um, some are correct. Some definitely need modernizing. Some mm-hmm. need changing. Um, but you know, like as you just said, this this there's some people believe this hobby is getting too professional. That's a conversation I seem to have a, quite a bit. Okay. But it needs to get professional because it, it needs to attract bigger sponsors. It needs I agree. to it needs to attract, you know, I I want to go, I'd love to go to a big race and your likes of Mayfield turn up, Cavallari, Ronald Folk, you know, all those type of people turn up. Obviously, we know there's politics that stop some of it. Um, that's gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe. Um, I agree you with know, you. Let, 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 you know, I last night we had um, Hupo Hongi, the the Aust- Austrian X-ray driver, on our podcast, and and he did he now had that that he joined X-ray. He t- went from Team C to X-ray, and people stopped speaking to him. Come on, guys, it's a hobby. This is you know. And- he doesn't he hasn't changed because he's gone to a different team yeah you may not agree with some of the things they do and that's fine I, you know but i think some of the things they do is to make the hobby grow i they agree go, with you they go a strange way about some things but that's all they kind of know but i think we need more working together I, which, you, you know what i will okay so i think people are scared of rcu and professional um yeah. We have we have people that are paid to race. Yeah, that makes you a professional, in my opinion. There's people yeah. out there that their job is to come to a track yeah. and race. Yeah. What we don't do is use. We don't have a professional setting to utilize them. Yeah. For, for like like I I come back to okay look, I think Dave Ronnefall is very professional. I think if the, if he wasn't uh, racing RC cars, he'd be a professional if he likes golf he, he would have been a professional golfer all that stuff yeah um he gets it when he, he you know if it's time to come in front of the camera he gets it all that type of stuff i yeah. saw the, the kid max hess who is training to be um he was at rcgp he's training to be a he's like in the bmw junior program in, in germany like for yeah. full scale yeah and i asked him like every time he put a camera on him he was like hey what's up you know and it's like hey do you train and i asked him i said do you train he's like yes we do what RC needs is, is a PR management PR PR. They need somebody to come in here and manage. And these, and we, we just have this. Okay. We, I kind of didn't want to get on this, but being, as you said, and I'm going to say it um, because I was saving it for last week, but I'm going to use divisions race because I always use RCGP, but I'm going to say, yeah. so, we can always say, well, people don't support RCGP because of JQ. All right, cool. But divisions race is coming up next week. And not all the manufacturers are good. Like, and, and I think like, because there's an Enats one. And I said to myself, and, and this is a, a topic for next week's podcast, what's good for the hobby and the industry as a and the sport as a whole versus what's good for individual brands. And my opinion is like, we should all get behind divisions race because this is what we asked for. Right. This as you know, oh, we, we want to get in front of people. We want to do this and we do that. But I don't know if the manufacturers seem to really want that. Like some do, yeah. but I anyway, that's a topic for another another day. But yeah, I would 100% agree with you. And I think it has to start with people like yourself who are open-minded, who understand yeah. that. And yes, I get it that Afra and IFMAR and these federations have lots of heritage. 
and, and whatnot. But we we can learn from that. We need to go forward. Like we need to bring. I just I I I it frustrates my life that we can get cheese wheel rolling, which I guess is get is yeah. real popular and and yeah. and and really big around around people see that we can get that on the mo- most obscure sports in war in the world on netflix but we can't even get on there we can't and it frustrates me because i think like every time i travel oh what are you traveling for i'm going to rc race that leads to a conversation that leads to like oh i didn't even know this you know and yeah 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 it's it's so crazy because people would once people see this it comes down to a lot of it's not just drivers like rc yeah. people presented in a cool yeah. way all this type of stuff there's a lot of things need to happen but I agree with you, man. And the only way we're going to change that is to get people yeah. like yourself who are forward thinking yeah. uh, into these federations. So, um, I mean, yeah. BRCA needs it too. Okay. I have one complaint about BRCA. Sure. I do have one complaint. Yeah. Can we please, please, please. And this is for Europe period. Can we, just, yeah. can we just use Avalaps? <laughs> can we just use Avalaps or live RC? Because well. the BBK stuff. Oh my, I'm sorry. Well, that B- definitely B- feels like the 80s. B- BBK, I think, is is slowly going away. Um, okay. I know the, the gentleman who made it, he doesn't really support it anymore. Um, I know there's plans going on to to kind of try and develop a new timing system. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the guys in the BRCA and the exec higher up do a lot of sim racing. And there's some amazing, and I've dabbled with it, and there's some amazing time systems in sim racing and the way it retains driver information and uses it. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Silverstone use, I think they use the Live RC. Yeah, that they seems, did. That seems to be my kind of favorite one at the moment. I like that too. It's easy to use. Yep. I mean, uh, this year. I'm not I, liking I, my I tried, RCM right now. No, I, I tried looking at that yesterday to see who was where and i put my phone down in 30 seconds. yeah even max is all right you're right you're right yeah you are absolutely right keenan this is shite <laughs> it is, it is, yeah it is but funny enough going back just really quick to the the professional side of the sport it's funny i watched it again uh cory drakenberg's videos his come drive with us series are some of my favorite things to watch if i'm wrenching i put those on um, and i really like the one he did about the really race which was the first one he did and that was in 2013, I think, or 2014. There's two things in that that were said, and they've still not changed. One, Scott Irina said, the reason we've not gone big time is our race format. Because mm-hmm. those to the outside world, it, it, it's, it's boring. It's, you know, and I know RCGP have tried a few different things, and, you know, the, the, the formats, I can see it. it. It's maybe not quite there yet, but it's close. And the other thing, and this is where I've come into this role, is we got to listen to the racer. Ryan Mayfield in that thing says the problem is, and I think he was talking about going to Yatobi racing on the Astra at the time, and he said the problem is with these federations, they don't listen to the racer. That's where I'm a little bit different because I still race. So I know what it's like to race, yet I'm even now still dealing with people that have never raced an RC car but think they know how it should be. And that I struggle with that. I can't imagine that those people are in positions of power to be making decisions about RC car racing. That's what frustrates me. But, but, but they're, 
they're, they're there, I guess, and rightfully so, because uh, back along, you know, people went racing and their dads had nothing to do, and they went, oh, I'll go and do this and I'll go and do that. And thank God they did. Yes, of course, in this of position. course. I mean, Joey Cockhill's dad was the referee at um, the Euros the weekend. And, you know, you could think, well, John's never raced, but he's owned a model shop. And he's difference. It's a difference, though. Race. So that's the difference, you know. Yeah, it are, is a difference. There are some people making decisions that have never raced. I mean, some people could say that I'm aiming that at Paul Worsley. He's never raced, which is actually not right because I found out at the Euros, which I never knew, he actually did race for a while. I never knew that, and I've known him for eleven years, and really? never knew he'd actually raced. But there are people higher up that. You know, they've dabbled a little bit. And I'm not saying you have to race to, to help. But you have to at least have be in, have your finger yeah. on the pulse of the community that yeah. you're so, yeah. you're a part of. Go, and, go and talk to your racers. That's what, yeah. you know, someone said to me, I oh, should never give the racer a voice because it will give them too many opinions. But when I'm thinking about an idea or a rule change or I'm not sure, I go and speak to my my fast guys. I go and get their opinions, but I also go and speak to my slower guys because their opinions just as important. And you'll most of the time you will find they've got the same opinion. Yeah, I, but just not, they're not hearing each other. The, yeah. They're hearing, but they're not listening. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, we're gonna. Talk, I want to touch on the Euros. So last weekend, yep. um, great Euros. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for two better finishes. We had Tommy yeah. Hall, local UK kid, yeah. uh, with his uh, racing his his brother too. Amazing. Yeah, that was funny. Like I was like, uh, is his brother gonna beat him? Uh, <laughs> a amazing a. I think every single a main that I watched was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four wheel drive and two wheel drive. Congratulations to Tommy Hall. That's like, yeah. even though like okay, so I'm Bermudian, it's British. Yeah. You don't have any Bermudians there. So, like, for me, I was like, ah, that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. know, I thought that was cool. And then I really, like, who really grabbed my attention was the Marcus Carrop. Like, yeah. And I yeah. was like, ooh, I just was watching his car. And I was like, this kid, like, he's good. Like, you know, I watched Tommy Hall and I'm like, he's good. But he's also, you know, I understand that this is kind of like, you know, I know they go there a lot too. I'm not saying yeah. that, I'm not taking away from his victory. Yeah. I know they go there a lot. And then I but I know a lot of people go there a lot. But the kid Kara was super impressive with his win. Um and first generation, second generation European yeah. champion. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Like yeah, it is. and that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for great federations. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to see the emotions and all that, just for me, looking from the outside in and talking about it, I thought it was a great event. I I, I enjoyed the event in 2015 when it was there. Yeah. I watched it. I thoroughly enjoy this this event. It's a very unique track, uh, very difficult. It doesn't look difficult. It's not like you know, people. Oh, it's just a flat. No, it's bumpy no, it's, and it's yeah. it's crazy. Uh you was very busy. Fresh yeah, yours. Yeah. Um, how would you, how would you judge? I, I mean, for me, I think it was very successful. First and perfect for RC. Something RC needed yeah. right now. Young yeah. kids doing well. Noah Ben yeah. Muhammad chasing Don oh. Coelho. Yeah. Um. I, we couldn't ask for better stuff than that. And no. it, uh, unfortunately, your team Schumacher didn't do too well. I mean, I, when I say no. do too well, you didn't win, like because Arlowski no, is, yeah. is you know was ex complete opposite of what I thought. I was like, uh, Coelho, Arlowski, yeah, they're gonna be first or second. That was yeah. my mind. 
Yeah. But then once people, oh, the, the whole blast, it captured me. I blew, you know, I loved it. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, the UK team as a whole, just really one of the things we, we always, or I always do as, as team managers, the first thing is you've got to tell these drivers that you're not driving for Schumacher and you're not driving for any, you're, you're driving for the UK and we all go and support each other and work together, which our team was unbelievable at doing that. You know, we had the biggest team there. It's in the UK. We had, I think, 46 drivers. And I think Europe had 45 drivers. So it, it was split down the middle. Um, but these kids were just, I, I think some of it is pressure. They didn't, they don't feel it. They don't, mm -hmm. because the expectations maybe aren't there, where I think Bruno, Michael, Lee, you know some of the 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 the, the older guys they they feel the pressure a little bit yeah. um but you can you know as i said to my my young guys because a couple of them were sort of like you know we, we've out qualified neil or we've out qualified lee and i said yeah but they've won worlds and they've won euros and you you need to still show them the utmost respect because they've been there and done it and the pressure is on them to do it again Mm -hmm. And it maybe kind of showed a little bit in four-wheel drive because I think, see, Tommy didn't make the A in the mm -hmm. four-wheel drive. Um, you know, some of that's he's won two-wheel drive and the emotion of that is is going to wipe you out a little bit. And, you know, you're going to go into the four-wheel drive and, oh, I want to do both. I want to do it. And you've put that pressure on. Mm -hmm. uh, <sighs> I never even thought about that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, that that has its suffering. I mean, Tommy's first ever A final, a national, was at Robin Hood. That's the okay. first place he ever made an A. Oh, four four years ago with a PR four wheel drive. So, you know, he he's quick around there in four wheel drive, and as you said, they've they've been there and practiced a lot. Although Tommy in the warm up, we had a warm up race there two months ago. He struggled. So he was never he was never in the you know a couple of said oh maybe Tommy win everyone's gone now nah, he's too young it's it's not going to happen and he didn't have that pressure. Mm. But JQ you know, said it, all of this too yeah, last on exactly. Saturday. He said it's all mental. It is. He said one hundred percent. The 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 mental game in RC racing as as I've learned in the last six seven months taking on the, the things I've taken on your racing suffers. I mean. I'm struggling with my personal racing loads to the point I've gone, you know what, just go and enjoy it. And, and that's what I'm doing. I've not, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I could go a whole day now and not look at the result board and not be that worried. And it, it and it shows because I came back um, home a couple of weeks back and did a regional at my home track, no pressure. You're not in charge of anything. You're not anything. I won both days and drove the best I've ever driven. Pressure is a funny thing. And yeah, my having game, fun. Just having fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 the mind games, as as JQ has said many a times, you can get in someone's head that you've got them. He gets in his own head. Yeah, um, he does bless him. <laughs> but no, just just impressive. But I think like like I was I was pumped about Tommy about Carrot man. I just I don't know. I just think yeah. like I just I mean, think like you know talking to like uh because Barca and Killick was telling me about him. I was like, Mac, it's fast. Yeah, and yeah. he backhands fast, and I'm like, he's like, well, backhands and he's 16. Like he looks 21, but he's yeah, 16. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, you had that mix up before Lowski in the EOS. So I'm, I'm seeing Karops being fast elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I think he, and it, I, I agree with JQ. I think Karop out of those, I know I'm a bit more the kid, but been bit Noah bin Muhammad, sorry, yeah. uh, Ben Muhammad. I think, uh, they have lots of time left because they're still oh, young, yeah. but uh, I think Arab's special. I think it's special. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was talking to him and his dad after they'd won four wheel drive, and the thing I said to him, and and rightfully so, is he had that result at the US, and you kind of thought, man, is it his home track or has he been there a lot? You, you, and I said to him, I said that you've just proved us completely mm-hmm. all wrong because mm-hmm. you know he drove unbelievable and the the passion they showed and i'll be completely honest here at eos they showed a lot of passion but it was a little bit too much for me being english Mm -hmm. and being a little bit like "Mm." but the passion they showed at the euros was unreal to see him thumping the driver's stand i loved it i mean that that was worth the week just seeing that i know it was awesome no yeah, and, and it was two it, two different bits of passion because when Tommy won, and we were all in tears. We were all a mess because we've seen this kid grow up, um, you know, and I put a picture on Facebook when we were at the Euros six years ago, and he's a little kid, and they were struggling to finish races because their speedos were packing up or various things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to 2022 and winning the Euros, and we, we were a mess. I mean, he, Jamie, his brother, that poor kid was broken to see his brother win a Euros. It Amazing. Was, it was unreal. It was it those those three days of two wheel drive, I'll, I'll never forget them. They were, you know, and back in the in the tent and talking to, to Dresher about them and it, it, un, unreal. So but with Marcus, I, I think you're seeing a world champion. I think so too. Um but again I, I, you don't want to put any pressure on him. Just let no, him no, out. no. Just he doesn't have immediate pressure to win either. No, I, no. I don't think there's a meet. Oh, because it's a world like people's going to say, oh, because he just won the Euros doesn't mean no. no. Also, you have to understand that that tr- that track is very specific. It's yes. not easy. Yes. No. Um, and I, I just have to. I I know a lot of people give him shit, but man, how good is Coelho? Like, I mean, oh, I mean, this guy. He's now. He just was like the fastest earlier in eight scale. Like, yep. you know what I mean? This is amazing. In in the UK camp, we all talk about, like, Bruno's our favorite European driver. He's amazing. Every, everyone loves Bruno in, in the UK camp. He is an utter professional all the time. He's always polite. He's always friendly. He always has time for people. You know, he's had his antics on the track, but he, he was, those have gone, I think. And, mm. and again, He'll win more world championships. Amazing. He's doing three I, I disciplines think, in three weeks. That's I, hard. I think he'll be the eighth world champion if you're going to put money on it. I, I would not put, I would not be surprised if because it's just a track suits him. Yeah. The, you know, being at home. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. he's, you know, I, I wouldn't be, be surprised either. I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm cheering for everybody besides Runafout. So um, <laughs> that's like my reverse jinx. Uh, amazing talent to do to you know to to go from touring car to to a comp- not like Robin Hood like is like <laughs> it's not, not what he's used to at all. Yeah, no. And um, Sockton he he wasn't good in two wheel drive. I mean, he had his moments, but wasn't very wasn't no. there. 
And um, yeah, just amazing Euros, man. Congratulations to Afro needed that too. Yeah. RC needed that. European yeah, RC yeah. needed yeah. that. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm hoping that we have a very good uh, Nitro Euros. I think we are. Beautiful facility. Oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> amazing. It's unreal. But I wanted to touch on something that, uh, so we're talking about Tommy Hall and, and, yeah. and that, but all of that comes from having functioning, healthy RC community. Yeah. yeah. You guys have. It does. I mean, we, we look after or try to look after our juniors very well. We give mm -hmm. them free racing. So if you're under 16 and you do a national, you don't pay. It's free. Interesting. Uh, we have, funny enough, this coming weekend, we have a, a junior, a one-off junior championship for under 13s and under 16s, um, which again, it's just a one-off race, but you know, the youngsters get to have a bit of glory and, and enjoy themselves. Again, it's completely free for them. They also alongside it run a, a veterans race for over 40s and over 50s. So it gives us old people a chance to maybe do something. But we, we really do support the, the youngsters because that's good that's the you future do. you you got to and in and for me it goes back to what we spoke about 45 minutes ago getting you know grief from from old people when you beat them that you know that doesn't happen now which is which is great we support them absolutely absolutely um i mean we I, had I just two, think... we had two sets of brothers in that final which i know that's crazy is, is bizarre the holdsworths getting in there as well so <laughs> I, I think crazy. people just don't read. Yeah, just two years of not no real coverage, no racing. You know what I mean? Yes, and then to have such a great ten scale Euros. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just happy to to see the Europeans racing again. Yeah, I love it. I enjoy it. One of my goals of this podcast was to let, like, you know, I know most of my people that listen to this are American. I want I want them to see what's because we talk about it a lot and yeah. you know when i went to italy and i saw what like the track there and how everything was there i i got it i like got it one time like why jake you always says what he says and yeah. why max says what they say and all that stuff and <clears throat> i just think um and i when i came back i told anybody if you're if you're rc enthusiast you need to get over across yeah to europe england europe yeah. and 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 experience a race over there um moving on uh, how about you? So any aspirations? I mean, I hope you do. Um, I hope you do and many other people. Uh, I, 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 I want to see Roar also get yeah. get their shit together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but any aspirations to move on outside of the BRCA, maybe in Afra? Uh, if yeah. not, eventually, I think you'll make a great fit in there. We need more people like you. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the Afra thing, I'm, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> Uh, see if I can become the 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 uh, a British Efra one tent representative, so I can go to the um, AGM and have a have a have a say on it. Because, mm -hmm. like most people, I got a few ideas or opinions of things that need to do better or to change. Um, and yeah, you know, you you way I see it, I don't have a goal. I don't have an end game. I just want. I know when I go to race, when I see people leave and they are smiling, I've done it right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make everyone smile. You go there, you have a bad day, your car breaks. I mean, I, I had three mechanicals in two-wheel drive at the Euros, and it's hard to keep your chin up and smile. It was easy for me, I guess, in a way, because I had a great team that we could go and 
celebrate Tommy's win, so you didn't really care how you did. Um, but it's it's the events need you need to see people leaving with a smile. The mm-hmm. the one thing I struggle with events is the rules or the regs or how it is. They need to be set before we get to these events. I mean, not that I I don't mind it, the four wheel drive Euros in the, in the warm up you had to use your front tire and, and you had to leave it alone. We get to the Euros and rightfully so all the team managers decided they wanted to allow gluing of the sidewall of the front tire mm-hmm. to make the car easier to drive. Fine. I've no problem with it. It does make it easier to drive and it makes better racing and it puts more smiles on people's faces. Brilliant. But that should be decided prior. Prior. Because I, I made the comment that yeah, it's okay, but we didn't do it in the warm up and we're doing it now. And I kind of got told, well, yeah, but the warm up's nothing to do with this and it's two separate events, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, that's a point of the warm up. Yeah, but my opinion is, is you, you, you need to be, if you want it to be professional, mm-hmm. you need to keep try and keep the rules as consistent as you can. I mean, I've had people asking me, well, does this mean now at nationals we can glue the outside of the tire? Uh, my answer at the moment is no, because it's halfway through a season. Yeah, you can't change and, the rules. Wait till and, next and, year. And, and, and with a tenth scale, you can put different tires on the front. Saying that, I or the committee did change a rule this year. I, um, it caused a bit of controversy. We went to one control tire on the back of the car. So you could only use a Schumacher mezzo rear tire on your car at nationals this year. But the reason we did it is when we were back in October, COVID was rife and you weren't sure where we we're going to be at it. So we kind of got from, from higher up in the VRCA, they said, you've got to make your scrutineering almost contactless free or make it easier. Right, so one of the things right, is, right. well, if you have just one tire and the mezzo, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it has like a, it has like a bead through the middle of it. And it was it was a control tire at the Euros, and it has this weird bead through the middle. Some cut it and take it out, but you can still see it's there. But for a guy scrutineering, because not everyone doing scrutineering is a professional scrutineer, you know, they may not have done it. It's family. scrutineering people, by the way, is uh tech for, yeah, for our American the tech, yeah, tech. scrutineering tech. Um, but it was made so that they just got to look at the car and go, Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But I got a lot of grief about it because it wasn't something that was voted in at the AGM. But we had this nice big thing in red at the top of the rules saying, due to COVID, within reason, if we think it's we got to change something because of COVID, we'll do it. Now, you could argue, going back to what you said with RCGP, the BRCA8 section are getting grief because they've changed the rule halfway through season for your RCGP or for the RCGP race. But in my opinion, it, it if it gets people, you know, racing. racing and with RCGP, even though they, you put it on the same weekend as my national, I'll let you off on that. <laughs> um, you know, it's bringing professionals to this country to race, to race. And we don't get that very often. And I think sometimes I know some people they don't care. They don't they don't want to see right. the likes of Ronna Folk and the likes of 
Cavalieri or whoever hammering around track. But most of the hardcore racers do. They, they do. want to. They want to watch the best. I do. I you know I've been to a Worlds and and mm-hmm. watching the the top finals unreal. It's one of the best things you'll ever see if you're into this hobby. Yeah, I I I know. I don't. I want to plug RCGP on that because I think people need to look at it that way. You're gonna have Rana Falk, Kanas, these guys that normally would not come to the to the UK to race, and I'm really pushing. I really want to see, and and they and an RCGP made a lot of uh, adjustments to our rules by allowing anybody to be able to run RC two yeah. because so everybody could do it. So it was yeah. a it was you know everybody had a it's a, it's an ebb and flow. I'm pushing. I want to see who's going to be the best in Britain. Yeah, because Thomas Musa is coming and he's from France. He's coming over there, and if he wins over, if he wins and if he wins RC two over there, I'm not going to let UK ever live that long. But not only that. I'm 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 not sure, but there is room. There's rumors like maybe RC two might be streamed free or whatever. It might be it might be completely free. I know a lot of people will say, well, it's behind a paywall, so there won't be no exposure. But mm-hmm. I would love to see it because we we the art um we need another. Not saying this is Neo. Not saying this is yeah. Neo, but no. the, 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 that was one of my favorite races to ever watch. Oh, and yeah. then yeah, you know that's that meant they had the DXR race, which was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> who knows if that's coming back. So the, the UK and Europe needs a race where where everybody kind of comes together and there's yeah. good coverage and it's fun and it's different. So I hope I know it's not perfect. No, nope. I know it. And and with so many different race dates and everything going on, it's so hard to book races. But I hope people come out and support. And I know there's a lot of politics involved in just like in anything else. I know this yep. person doesn't like this person and this person, these people don't get yep. along with these people. That's like anything else. I mean, you're dealing with racing. It's it's definitely in the UK. It's definitely a lot of rivalry too. I yeah. hope they come out and just support a good. Just come out and race. Like get extra track time. That's it. Like look at it like that. Get your extra track time for your national that's coming up. Yep. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, like the thing is, what I've learned in this role, and you probably have learned the same doing podcasts. You will not please everybody. No. At all, whatever you do, whatever you do, someone's going to be upset. But you got to try and please the majority, which yeah. most of the time we all get right. Sometimes we don't, you know. And the thing is, is it's probably a bit different. RCGP with the I'm quite lucky with this BRCA role because nobody else wanted to do it. When <laughs> when when Paul Worsley said I'm stepping down, and if you don't get a chairman, you won't have a section. Nobody put their hand up. And it was it was my wife that went, you, you know, you want to. And she said, what are you going to do all summer if there's no national series? She said, because I don't want you here. So <laughs> hand up and, and there we go. You, you, let's go and be chairman. But but, you know, if I've always said, if they don't like the way we're doing it and, and I say we because we are a committee, mm-hmm. you come to an AGM and you get a new chairman. And, you know, and I've said quite openly, I said it this weekend if I went to the AGM and someone else came along and went, I want to be chairman, I would just give them the laptop and go, enjoy. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm not, you know, it's... It's it's, it's selfless. It, it is, you know. Uh, it, it's it's something that no one else wanted to do. And if you're going to criticize me, then you should have turned up and put your hand up. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I think you're doing a banging job. 
Uh, like you said, though, your personal racing will suffer. Yes. And but, and at some point, you're going to be like, I just ain't going to race. You know what I mean? I, I know that it happens <laughs> because it happened to me. Yeah, a few have said, you know, why don't you just at Nationals just race one day? But I still know in, in me that if I went to a National and couldn't drive an RC car, I would I wouldn't want to I would want to be there but I'd just be gagging to race. You know what? The one of the biggest regrets that I have in my 5 years of doing this when I started yeah. with Jakey was giving up racing. Yeah, 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 it will be. Because I'm now I have nowhere to race. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's also a pl- a thing. And when I go to races, I just don't have time. People, oh, you could just do this. I'm like, no, it's just yeah. you can't. You either do one or the other for me now. So yeah. I, I get it. But um, congratulations, first Euros was awesome. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, you know, congratulations once I get to Tommy Hall and the UK. It was good to yep. see that. You know, I you know I was like, ah, oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That's the good thing about the Euros, like country versus yeah, yeah. uh, you know, not just brand, country. Yeah, and the brand brand in my opinion should not come into it till afterwards and advertise see, like hell afterwards but right the issue is see in the usa it's just one country so it's yeah. they don't have that so it's always going to be brands of them yeah. and carap like the world got introduced to him and the other young kid from like muhammad from france yeah i loved it like you know and racing yeah. his hero at that like you know like oh on. yeah when he said you know racing. i mean for me as well a very good friend of mine made his first Euros A, uh, Paul Crompton, who I did you know, see that. Yep, who, who you know I went to China with, and uh, I've spent a lot of time with him. Um, he's a massive pain in the ass at times, and he knows it. <laughs> but he made his first Euro. You know, he won his first national three weeks ago, beat Orlowski outright, um, right, and then went to the Euros and made. And he was the top UK qualifier in four wheel drive, and you know made the main uh, again absolutely amazing 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 so, and um i did see some some, some somber news uh david church passed away yeah yeah i yeah. mean that was um yeah destroying that was in the rc scene i mean again dave <laughs> bless him and he he was a character been very been very good friends with him as you, you probably met him at maritime and uh, i've known dave personally for 10 11 years and he's given me He's some of the reason I'm probably sat doing this because he always used to moan about how it was run and you know and how it was done. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a, a bit of a blow to an amazing week to to hear that news at the end of the week. Unfortunately, yeah. But um, unfortunate and some condolences to him, his family, yeah, and yeah. the community there. Yeah, no, it's, we're feeling it a little bit. I have to admit. Well, Martin, man, this was a great. I knew this was going to be a good chat. <laughs> I knew yeah. it was gonna be fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, you guys, if you if you haven't checked out, I, I see, man. I I hope nobody replaces you because we need more people <laughs> like you. Uh, I hope more people like you get involved <clears throat> in some of the other organizations. Yeah, yeah. We'll just and keep I, going. And I, if you're listening to this and you're interested, I, I have to plug this. If you're interested in getting involved in Roar, if if you're American and interested in invo- getting involved in Roar, please do it. Because yeah. that's what they need. They need people that want to push forward. And uh, I'm actually going to have the guy who's running for president of that one soon as well. So um, as much as I criticize them, I, I want these, these fa- like you, this, what we just talked about yeah. is exactly why I want 
federations because you pro it produces a healthy, fair RC community for everybody and breeds what you guys have. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Martin, oh, and Extra Lap. Don't forget to check out Extra Lap. Yeah. You, they don't do YouTube. They just do straight audio. Um, yeah. And Aiden, who is an Everton fan, I, I mean, that's great. He could be worse. He could have been a pool fan or a United fan. Uh, but or I don't City mind him. Fan, being, but you know. Yeah, he's all right. Him and I are cool because he's an Everton fan. <laughs> uh, but a City fan, come on. No, you got to feed the goat and let, let him score. Continue to do your work. Continue to do to chase your purpose. Because yeah. I think you have good intentions. Well, I yeah, know yeah. you have good we'll intentions. That. We'll get there. And uh yeah, and that will and everything else will fall in place. Thank you for your time. Congratulations on no, the euros. Check out Extra you. Lap on all podcast apps. Um, if you guys need to get some information, how can how can anybody contact you, Martin? Um, they can email me them all contact. They go on the BRC website, look on the one tenth section, my all my details are there. I'm on Sweet. Facebook. Send me a message. Anything, you know. I'm happy to try and help or answer anything. Hey, I'm on. Out. I'm on Joey's thing. Well, we're going Martin for if my president. That's what one. One. <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> better than the one that's there now. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> let me be nice so I can go to the worlds in 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 September. And <laughs> uh, Martin, thank you for your time and you. um, congratulations on the good Euros and all that you guys do at Extra Lap and um. I hope you get to enjoy some racing this year. Keep yeah, I will. good job. I will. I will. Thanks for having me on. It's been um, it's been good, and you guys do an awesome job. As you know, when I message you, I listen to them, and you know. Thank you. I know we definitely go over the line, but sometimes no. you just have to. Sometimes you got it. Yep. Thank you, man. I appreciate right. it. No worries. So it's all about yours, baby. It's all about yours. So I have my two European friends here to my. Virtual right is uh, David Isherwood, the owner of RCGP. I've been asking to come on the podcast for some time. Uh, he finally came on. Uh, not to not to talk about RCGP, but I wanted him on her because uh, he's also been one of the guys who recently just saw some of the fastest races that are attending the Euros uh, race. Maybe it was in Italy. So welcome, David. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. I see you, you're channeling your inner Adam Drake with your hat to the back. Uh, but that, that, that may be, but also because I just haven't cut my hair in a while, so i gotta, I got to keep it under control. Max right, perhaps right. hasn't either, which is why he's not on camera. He's yeah, got, you guys should see my hair. Max has got like a, a ponytail now. Yeah, yeah I can get that. I can get this into a ponytail. I just, I just don't. It's, if, it's high if my time beard, if my beard grew longer, I'd look like Jesus right now. <laughs> And his mustache is all curly. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know what he's going yeah. for. That homeless, uh, that you know, that homeless no. vagabond. I'm going look. for the I'm going for the Aquaman look without the muscles. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so welcome, David. Uh, and Max, of course, we was recording earlier. So hey, guys. Uh, after this awesome Euros that we just had, because this this episode is all about the Euros. We just had Martin on. We talked about that. Uh, we have the first. Nitro or IC Euros, as I now know, internal combustion Euros, as it's called, since 2019, which uh, for me was one of the most exciting races uh, I've seen in a long time, was the 2019 race where uh, Berton won. So we have the first big, big Afra Nitro Euros in three years here at the beautiful Barcelos track in Portugal. It belongs to uh, <clears throat> Uh, Portuguese driver 
Joao Figueroa and his family, I believe, or they run it. Beautiful facility. Like, this is like, David, this is where I would have loved to have had a RCGP. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks fantastic. I think it's great. Um, well, hopefully great for Joao and his family. And it's great for RC that they've put in such a you know huge amount of effort to make it look good. I, I know Joao just a tiny bit. We spoke uh, about having a RCGP at his track. Um, okay. I think that was for last season. Um, last season didn't happen. Um, and then I don't recall exactly, but of course they've been tied up with warm-ups and their own race, the buggy challenge and the Euros. And I think it would have been tricky, you know, to, to squeeze another race in for them. But yeah, they um, wish him the very best of luck, you know, as a host. And uh, yeah, they've done a fantastic job of, of making our sport look great, which it does, um, looks good. Which Beautiful I track. Thoroughly, thoroughly approve of. Yeah, yeah, it looks wonderful. I mean, I, I thought it looked quite tenth scaley in its presentation, but um, um, I think it'll be yeah, it'll be exciting to see uh, you know when the racing gets going uh, how it all goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, it's a glue track as well. So for people that don't know, uh, we talked about this. It's the uh, the international buggy challenge race, the Euros warm up. We talked about this earlier. It's a glue track where they use a mix of probably one gallon of glue to three gallons of water, like Elmer's glue, wood glue or white glue, and then it's sprayed all over the track and it seals the track. It also seals like the. I like that they seal the red paint as well, so the red paint doesn't disappear. Like it does, I love when tracks look like that, mm. but I know that it's going to disappear within the first couple of days. So they seal the whole track. It's 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 a very unique surface. It it needs to get rubber on it, and it actually at some point has too much traction, I believe, because um, we had one similar to that here in the in um in the DR. That's actually where I first met Joseph. So at a glue track here in the DR. So I understand how it goes, but man, I think. Max, is it the guy Miguelo who built this track, right? I think now Miguelo built this track. Where's Max? Yeah, you muted so, Max. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miguelo built. I think I'm not exactly sure if he came came here for for the Euros because they remade the track a bit. They did the change warm up some last year. Warm up and last year the track uh, was I think for IBC last year. Yes, yes. So IBC last year. Miguelo built the track. He even, I think he even sent you some some videos, if you remember back then. Mm-hmm. We were amazed how cool the track was. Um, but they made a few changes for the Euros, which is actually quite surprising because I can't remember a Euros where the track was, or the layout was a lot different from the Mormon. Like, they don't usually do it, innit? The Angara ring's no, been the same think, for many years. No, no, no. I think actually... Actually, on our ring, they made slight changes, but can't okay. remember because I wasn't at the warm-up. But either way, most of the time, Euros and Worlds, the track's the same for the warm-up and the race. But uh, this time around, it was a change. So that was very, very nice to see. And, and I think I I may, by the looks of it, prefer the new layout. Yeah. Well, can you tell exactly what changed? I mean, this is not this is a picture of... of we haven't... I did see some video from RC Special... Uh, but it wasn't too much. It was just like one lap of each driver. So we don't have no video because I believe uh, talking to Matt that coverage actually start as we're recording this, it's Wednesday. So coverage actually starts tomorrow because qualifying starts tomorrow. Uh, by the way, this um, picture is brought yeah, to you by Chris. Yeah, I think it uh, starts. It starts, uh, yeah, it starts tomorrow, I think. Late yeah. tonight for me, tomorrow for Europe. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Matt uh 
It's basically like it's the same, like same issue. Like what people don't understand right now, like traveling, uh, flights getting canceled and all that type of stuff. It makes things difficult as we experience at RCGP. Like British Airways is, is canceling a lot of flights. So um, I think like Nick and those guys are getting there from, you know, wherever they were this past weekend and getting everything set up. I actually think Matt is staying home this one. So I think, yeah. But anyway, RC Racing TV is going to be there. Their coverage will start tomorrow. I can't wait. Um, hey, I, I enjoyed the Euros warm up here. Just try. Look, look, we have so many fast guys at this race. I just can't. Okay, let's just get right into the nitty gritty of this herb. Look, we just saw Kanas completely dominate at RCGP. Completely dominate, David. Do you not agree that he was the most dominant racer? there from start to finish well first an admission um i don't get to watch as much racing as you might you right. might think i do so i i will give you uh what i think i saw or, sure. or you know um that may be slightly contradictory to what actually happened but at least it'll be what i witnessed um because yeah i'm, I'm usually i usually don't get the luxury of, of you know what was you doing? Maybe marshalling for somebody or something? Oh, okay. well, at this one, I mean, you know, whatever needs to be done, but um, generally quite busy. But no, I would I would agree. Um, I think Elliot had a good weekend at RCGP at, uh, in Italy, um, which was nice to see. And yes, I think overall, uh, Juan Carlos, you know, had a fantastic weekend. And yeah. uh, it was it was good. I did catch up with the endurance final highlights. Um, so I saw, you know, I was aware how, how close it was. But um, yeah, I mean... Two years since since I last saw him drive, um, he obviously has, has kept himself busy during COVID um, and has come back even stronger. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see. And I think he's going to be in the mix this weekend. I believe he won the warm-up, did he not, Max? Or was it Ongaro? Canas? Yeah. No, uh, Ongaro won both races. But Canas was definitely fast. And Canas has had, had a very good success here before. Mm-hmm. I talked with David and and uh, he's he's been really good at this track. Uh, David Ronnefock, I mean, from at the World's Warm Up, we discussed Euros, and he he thought Canas would be one of the fastest drivers. The thing about Ongaro is he may now look like wherever he finished. I think he finished fifth after practice. He may always. But that's look nothing. We can't judge under- that. Exactly. He always looks a bit underwhelming in practice. Then a bit better in qualifying, and then in the mains, that's when he really strives, like it, like he was at the World's Warm Up. So yeah, Canas right, but now he has an extra point to prove because him and Canas definitely have some beef. Oh yeah, does David want to touch on that? I think you you witnessed it a bit more first. Uh, yeah, you. I uh, I saw Davide coming off the driver's stand pretty cross on a couple of occasions, even when he had done very well. Um, and initially, I thought perhaps that was an inter-team thing, and then quickly, quickly realised that actually he was he was pretty upset with Juan Carlos. But um, yeah, I mean, I know I know Keenan likes to talk about the beef, and I think when it's entirely when it's sort of entirely natural, I think it's it's a great thing to talk about. Um, you know, we certainly don't um, make anything up or encourage or exaggerate anything at RCGP. Um, but if something happens, we're happy to talk about it. And if it rolls on across the races they go to, I'm not saying that sort of discontent is a good thing, but, but you know, uh, 
strong competitive rivalries great yes strong competitive um rivalries and 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 racing is is a good thing um you know our, our sport is is like any other it's based on character and stories and uh you know good engaging characters not all of whom get along all the time makes for great stories and uh and you know it, it so yeah, I think it'll continue into the Euros. But I was going to ask Max, you said, I think, that Juan Carlos is strong at this track. Is it a surface issue, a layout issue? What What do you think really, um, you know, why is he so strong here? I think it's, it's a bit of both. Uh, surface, for one, because of the fact that uh, it's very smooth all around. So he can drive aggressively. He drives very, very aggressively always. But if we look at tracks like where he does generally well, which is Montpellier, uh, here, uh, a lot of Spanish tracks, it's generally always very smooth tracks. He has this very, very aggressive driving style where he likes to slide the car around corners. And when you have bumps, that hurts you a lot. But here, you don't have that issue. And you have a lot of grip with the with the glue track, but the grip isn't sort of sticky. It's the type of grip where you can slide the car around a bit. And especially the type of rear end that the S-Works has, he can have the drive out of the corners that he needs. So I think this sort of suits his driving style the best because it's a smooth track and it's very, very technical, but all the corners are sort of corners where you need to really, really attack the car. It's over a hip jump, it's it's into a berm, it's into a corner tabled up or something. That's where he can sort of really drive the car aggressively, keep it on the line, get on power, get out of it. So that's why I think Canas looks the best on this style of track. The other reason why I think Ongaro is the best because this is sort of the type of car that Associated has. This is probably the optimum for that type of car, especially with Ongaro setup. Maybe the changes they made to the track is going to help Canas and hurt Ongaro because of, to me, it looks like it's less high speed, but hard to say because I really haven't seen enough footage and compared yet. Um, but I think, to be honest, <laughs> funnily enough, I think those two plus David Ronafog are the top three of Europe right now. And of those three, I think Canas and Ongaro are very strong at these style of tracks. Mm-hmm. And David, this is sort of, this This has sort of been the Achilles heel for Ronafog. Uh, with HB, perhaps now with Mayako, he can find something new. Um, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's hard to say sort of, who would be the top guy? But my guess is those three are always going to be rising, rising to the top. Yeah. And also, uh, Ronafog would, would not be happy with his performance at RCGP. And he's the type of driver yeah. that will take that and be like, all right, fuck this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. do this now. And now I'm picking everybody but Ronafog because now I've been contractually obligated not to pick him. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not picking him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna, but I mean, it's other guys that were that can be fast. I mean, look, we're looking at practice now, and, and Robert is top of practice. I mean, and yeah. I know it's only practice, but 
Robert also looked good at um, the World Warm-Ups very recently. So Yeah. Yeah, and um, the thing is, Robert Robert has sort of um, weirdly had these quiet moments and then sort of, like, he sort of has a quiet moment in his career and then he steps back up. He yeah. won Euros 10 years apart. And he's not a guy who sort of is out of it until he's like really, really out of it. So Robert is Robert can be sort of a sleeper pick here. Yeah. And Coelho. Now this is I I said and Martin even said this on before me. Like Coelho could be the big spoiler here in this too, I think. Because just the type of the track, the type of track it is suits his style and smooth Super fast. Yeah, suits suits X ray too. Yeah. And, and but how amazing is Coelho? That would be three dis three Euros in three weeks, three different disciplines, yeah. three completely different type of tracks. Uh and uh, look, I was never a good enough driver to, to have to worry about most things. Um, but I can see how tons and tons of track time with different cars can be helpful. But it must also be a little confusing, right? I mean to, to adjust that that's what I'm trying drive, to say. it's hard on road off road 10 scale 8 scale um, it's hard that's you get what a lot I mean of track it's time, amazing but, yeah but you get a lot of track time but there must be some sort of downside to it as well I, but I, I, I'm not oh, a good enough definitely. driver to, under, to understand um, either the, the benefits or the you know the negatives but yeah, yeah we, I, I we wish actually, him it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be an amazing story if he you know if he did if he did yeah. this in, in this and, short and space thing, of time across scales and disciplines, it'd be amazing. Yeah, and to me, the the sort of big thing about Coelho is he won it last time when he was in Portugal. Imagine mm -hmm. if he wins it again, like back home. And he didn't run the last Euros, I don't think. So mm -hmm. basically, he would be winning almost all the eight scale years he's been recently attending. The thing I the thing I found amazing. find uh, we actually talked about this uh, with Joseph. And we we sort of found an angle which we both were sort of most impressed by. And I think people, if they see it, see it like we did, will see it too. When you're a top driver, generally all of these drivers want a car that suits their driving style. Now, it's not easy to find a setup for all conditions where it suits your driving style. You need a lot of track time with that car. Now... Coelho is a driver who runs, what does he run? Tool drive, full drive, uh, on road, and then eight scale off road, and then EP off road too, uh, eight scale off road. So he runs so many classes, there's absolutely no way where he can get enough practice with all of them. And yet, still, he's able to compete on the highest level on all of these classes. So to me, that speaks out. That he doesn't need the car to suit him. He just needs the car to be good enough that someone can win with it. And he drives that car to its absolute best. So that's to me, that is the most impressive part about it. It's not that he's not an eight-scale driver and he drives all the classes. It's the fact that this car most likely is quite unknown to him. In the scale of like, let's say David Ronenfalk, who pretty much only runs eight scale, or mm -hmm. Ryan Mayfield, who pretty much only runs eight scale, he's a guy who spends most of his time tuning his on-road car 
and then just picks up his 10 scale cars and goes and almost wins the Euros. Unlucky for him, sort of. It would have been a nice story if he won all three. Obviously, now he didn't win at the 10 scale Euros, but TQ'd in second, which is very, very impressive. The only driver I can sort of remember from my RC knowledge, of uh, RC history knowledge, is Achushi Hara. Maybe someone like Masami could be added that there too, but mm-hmm. at that time, RC was quite a bit of a different sport and more down to the equipment than I think today. So, yeah, Hara obviously is one name that people can think of who has that same skill that Coelho, that he can be so good across so many different things. But yeah, that that to me, the fact that you can drive a car that is not really yours and dominate or win at all is really, really impressive. The guy's impressive, man. Yep. Super impressive. I agree. Um, let's have another look. Berton in fourth. No, no surprise there. Ricky's fast. Barufalo. Yeah. This is, you know, I know what you're going to say, Max. I know what you're going to say, that you don't believe that this car is good on this type of track. But... Yeah, but actually, I'm Arufalo surprised. seems because, to find a way. Yeah, because at the warm-up, he really, really struggled. He really, really struggled. He was, like, barely in the main. But right now, he seems to have the speed, like, fourth in the first round, uh, seventh overall then. It's, it's, to me, it's impressive how he does it. Even at the world's warm-up, you could see how all of the other techno guys were trying to find their ground. And this guy just goes out there and, and drives like a maniac but, and he's fast. We're, we're talking about a, a talent in a slightly different way, aren't we? You know, if we just talked about Bruno and how he doesn't get a lot of time on his on any particular chassis and he can, uh, you know, drive them all sort of almost equally as well. Um, I don't have an opinion on the techno because I don't know enough about chassis in general. But if, you know, if, if it isn't ideal for Marco, his talent is just... Um, you know, making it better. The issue yeah. with Marco... And, and again, but I was only going to say, we saw it, Keenan, you'll remember at RCGP, where we had the RCGP Loves RC2, and we had stick drivers driving wheel and wheel drivers driving stick. And, um, you know, the talent just came through. The fact mm-hmm. that I think Max Hess had never touched a stick radio in his life and was still within a couple of seconds of his best time with his wheel or, or whatever the combination was. And of course, I think Davide went from stick to wheel as well. And, you know, just everybody looked at each other and was both sort of horrified and not amazed at all because talent's talent. And, yeah, uh, simple as that. Yeah. The only issue with Bar- Barufalo is he just doesn't know how to turn it down. It's like... Yeah, but yeah. that's what we love about him, right? I mean, yeah, I know. Oh, I love him. <laughs> but that, that's his style. Like, I think Barufalo is the type of driver that if he turned it down, he'd sort of lose some of his speed. Like, really? a lot of his speed is down to the fact that he is driving like that. Like, he doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't let the car sort of do a thing for him. He does everything to the car, you know? Like, I I sort of thought that drivers like that would be better if they calm down, but I've sort of uh, changed my mind a bit. I think some drivers, the way they drive, the reason why they're fast is because they don't let the car settle for a bit. They keep it going all the time. Be really aggressive, no? I know what you mean. Maybe, maybe, maybe he needs to calm down in the sense of not t- throwing tantrums on, a, on the driver's stand, but oh, as, I, in I, dro- as in going full speed everywhere and crashing himself out. But, but uh, in terms of how he drives, I think, especially on the techno, 
especially on the techno. I think that might be his sort of uh, strong suit. It, because I've seen the guy do things at DNC, and I'm just like, he pulled that off? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> and only that I've seen him do. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, if he, but anyway, I, I, we'll see. The Killix, I think, are going to be um, players in this this time. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know, man. It's going to be a tough choice between Borak and Barkan. But uh, I think Barkan was the faster at this track maybe the last time. It's been so long. I forget these things. But um, I don't like know. I mean, Bar- Borak's well. in 9th and Barkan's in 11th at this moment. So I think it'd be really good to see them do really well. I, I would love to. I mean, Borak came third. At the 2019, but they're, they're they're sort of next generation, and yes. they have such a good attitude, um, yeah. and that kind of thing should be, you know, you can't not get behind that, and it'd be really nice to see them have a good weekend mm. or a good week, I suppose. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, just once again, European style racing. So we get ladder style mains. We get racing all the way through. Um, it should be great because I, I believe they still you still have to race in. I don't think you TQ and get right in like before. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to the coverage starting tomorrow. I know they're going to have opening cer- ceremonies today and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see it. It's good to see. We, me and Max talked about this, but it's good to see Invisible Speed on as the title sponsor. But also RCGP came on as a sponsor as well, which I was good to see. Because I mean, yes, we know that you that RCGP is working with Efra, or you know, working not to races on top of each other. But it's also good to see uh, you RCGP put some money. Like you guys don't have to do that. You don't need the advertising. But I think it's well. I think you, I think I it's think, good collaboration. I think look, it's more about support than advertising. But you know, um, having our name not attached exactly, but I can't think of the word, but attached to something that isn't ours, I think, um, uh, you know, was important. But like I say, it's about... David froze. Are you there, Max? Yeah, I'm here. He froze. He's going to have to turn off his camera, I think. Uh, That's what happens. That's what happens when you live in the middle of the fucking forest. Yeah, <laughs> Max says that's what happens when you live in the middle of the fucking forest. You're into that shitty. Uh, David, I think it might be easier if you just turn off your camera and we just continue from there. I think you oh, could just go into your settings and just you'll have an yeah, avatar there. You, you'd think I could. Um, let's see if I can manage. Uh, stop mic. Where do I do it? Uh, stop cam. Yeah, it's, oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, okay, that that would be better. So so now we are, I'm, it's just me, her, and and you two. All right. So finish your thought, please, David. I think he was talking about. Well, just uh, um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Supporting another event and supporting yes. you know the live stream and uh, yeah, you know we we have a relationship with Ephra, so to me it seemed logical. It all happened quite late, but um, yeah, it's not as much about having our name on screen as it is about, you know, supporting something we believe in and, and uh, yeah, as the host as well. And, and I, I said as much in that little post on Facebook. So uh, yeah, really, really happy. And um, yeah, it's what, it's what we're all here for, isn't it? So yeah. whether, it's a good, whether it's a good story about the Killix or whether it's a good story about a successful event for EFRA or a wonderful facility and a well-run event for, you know, uh, Joao and his family. 
um, this is how we get things done. This is how we grow as an in, you know grow as individual facilities or or, or um, federations or races, and it's how we grow as an industry and as a community. Um, because if we don't do that, we're not going to make it. So uh, yeah, that's sort of the why we got behind it, and and really pleased and proud to be involved. A little bit. Yeah. It's not like it, it's not like anybody's paying attention to us, but um, <laughs> it feels it feels like the right thing to do. So there we go. Good. I thought I think it's good too. Um, uh, are we going to make any picks though? Anything else you want to add to this, Max? Before we, I mean, it's not much. We haven't seen much footage. Yeah, I, mean, I want to preview. I know I you want to make something. picks for sure. I want to make picks. That's hundred percent sure. But all right. So you um, want to make picks. Yeah, but I actually want to add to the fact that Invisible Speed and and RCGP is a sponsor. I think I think it's interesting that well, uh, okay, I'll say it. I think it's interesting that RCGP sponsors an EFRA uh, event before EFRA sponsors a non-EFRA event ever. I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. That's at least to my knowledge. Right. Because like we've had ETS, ENS, we've had Neo, we have Euro Contest. It was called Euro Contest. And I, please, someone, if, if you're listening or if, if, especially if someone from EFRA is listening, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't remember a race that EFRA has sponsored that EFRA wasn't sort of organizing. Well, and to me, to me, that's, that's, that's quite quite astounding actually to think about because EFRA is a federation. EFRA should be working with everyone. But I but think that's how you get to that of, point. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's where we're coming to. Right. Instead of now focusing on what EFRA hasn't done before, I think we should focus on what we all, like David is now doing with RCGP, what we all should be doing in the future. EFRA, like Dave now, they see our work with RCGP, it has been great. And that's very, very nice to see. But I wish that extends further. And even, even like perhaps RCGP could sponsor IBC somewhere. Who knows? Like, just like as an example, like perhaps all of these organizers in the future will work together in a much, much bigger way. Uh, and uh, I think sort of this sort of RCGP sponsoring an event. That's not a huge deal on its own. But I think if this were to become the standard of our industry, it would be a much bigger deal. So that's, I think, for everyone to think think about just the sort of idea behind this uh, instead of just looking at, okay, RCGP uh, paid a sponsorship for this event. Um, I think I think that's that's a bigger story about it. And uh, yeah, that's, well, that's kind of, what I, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I don't know that it'll benefit RCGP particularly, but that wasn't my first thought. It was, hang on, there's an opportunity to work with a group of people that I, I know a little bit, you know, um, Matt and Nick and Control and RC Racing TV and, you know, Ephra have, uh, we've built a bit of a relationship with Ephra, so that seemed like an easy, an easy fit to support. Um, and yeah, it seemed like the right thing to do rather than good, you know, good as a, an individual race or organizer or whatever it is that, that I am and we are. So yeah, um, if, if, if other people 
think that that's the right direction, then uh, yeah, maybe we'll see it happen a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, well, I, I kind of want to segue into this a little bit. I don't, I know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid this at most, but I might as well. Uh, even the visions race, like that's coming up next week, Dave. Uh, like I saw like the guy who does all the pictures, Jacob from Race Time. He's joining up with him. Obviously, they teamed up with Scotty. They teamed up with well, Scotty's one of our live RC. Teamed up with Joey and all this type of stuff to do this event, which I think is going to be great because I'm really looking forward to this next week. And it's good to see that collaboration happen. But uh, I think um. I don't really want to go into too much this week, but I think what we're seeing is basically they're kind of encountering the same thing that live RC that uh, RCGB encountered when it came to getting the support of the manufacturers to send drivers to this event. It comes down to like, yeah, I mean, it's great that we have new people and RC two people coming up to R- RCGP, but it'd be great if Rifkin would have been Rifkin and Bornhorse would have been in Italy too. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think collaboration has to start somewhere, you know what yeah. I mean? And collaboration on your, and, and you and Afro side started with them just agreeing that you guys have an agreement not to put races on the, on each other. I'm just going to yeah, mute you, David, yeah. or whoever that was, who was grinding. Sorry. Uh, and so, and then you see the collaboration with live RC, Joey, obviously, and then race time events and all that stuff. So that's good to see as well. So hopefully we can all collaborate as manufacturers, the industry to start in supporting things that are good for the industry and hobby and not just for individual brands. Does that make sense? Yes. So kudos to you. I'm glad I did it because also like you, we work with Matt and Nick and we see how hard they work and like the, the sponsorship for the, like, that shouldn't be no issue. Like this is the first Euros in three years. It should have been full. People are insane. People are gonna be watching. This race is gonna be jam packed this weekend online watching. I guarantee it. I know. Is it, it is. not? Is it not full? I hadn't. I, I mean, hadn't what I mean, really full. Like it, lots of people watching it online. There's gonna be lots of people watching this race online because it's uh you know we got this is the first Euros in in three years we have her. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And if if we can get uh if we can get some of what happened over and the magical stuff that happened over the 10 scale side of things last week that happened this weekend, then that's just two really good weeks of racing for uh, European RC, RC in general, but European RC that it's needed for, for this two years off COVID, you know, two years off COVID, nobody's racing, everybody's back. And uh, yeah. So I hope um, that this example that you set with this and, I hope just you know I'm just I'm just excited, man. Jurors, yeah. people, you but know. Just to to tie to tie a few of the thoughts together from what perhaps I've said, Max has said, and you've just said. Um, I think look, Dave was really brave recently. Uh, I forget which race was it, Silver State maybe, where he he ran a different format. No, that was uh, uh, AMS. Okay, AMS. But people were people were people were hating on him online before the event had even run. Yes. So, um, so I think you know Dave has a particular style of running his four or five races a year, and he took a he took a risk, and as far as I know, it paid off. I guess the real the real proof will be whether he chooses to do it again. Um, but people were hating on him before the race had even run. So, um, I think uh, you know 
we're trying to work a little bit more with EFRA um, and it's going quite well, I, I hope, uh, so far. And again, with the visions race, um, I think I know what you're not talking about, but we should wait to see how it goes. Yeah, that's um, what I am. That's you what know, I'm if, to if, if we're going to be critical of any party, whether it's sponsors or media or drivers or hosts, or let's at least see it go through its first iteration. And I think the race is next weekend. Next weekend. Next yeah, weekend. so not this, you know, and, and then, you know, it's less sort of negativity and hate and more, I would hope, more constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, I think I think this jump to conclusions before races or drivers or events have even had a chance to, you know, be Especially seen. Especially new ones. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Happened. You know, to be seen to be doing what it is they're doing is 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 what I find disappointing. Um, so I'm excited to see how Euros goes. I'm excited to see how the Visions Visions race, I think it is called, goes. And you know, we'll we'll reserve probably my private judgment of any of it and, until I've had a chance to see it. Because heaven knows, um, we don't get everything right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people in, to, glass, people in glass houses and all that. Just to touch on on, on the vision trace, it's also, I don't, it's, they're going to, so Mav TV is going to do like a one hour special on it. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to take uh, well, either RC Racing TV. Oh, sorry, Live RC is going to give them the footage, and they'll make something of it. Or, or Live RC will put together a one-hour package, and it will be on Mav TV, which is great. I've had many people say to me that we need to get RCGP driven on there, on there as well. And I agree. The problem is, like, if you read, this is something I wanted to ask you because I get this. I know we're kind of getting away from the Euros a little bit, and we're going to get back on that and make our picks after this. But I've had so many people like, oh, the RCG, this should be on Netflix and this should be on that. If you look at what uh, Live RC said, after many years of asking and calling and trying to get this done, and Live RC actually works with the full-scale world of racing in, in things, they just got Mav RC on, sorry, Mav TV on to, to, you know, to agree to have like an hour special of this race. Because obviously this is a big event. You know what I mean? This is a race at a giant event that is going to be attended by thousands of people. So Mav TV is going to be there and this is going to be a part of it. But it does seem that this is going to be permanent because the the people are building like a permanent driver standard. So this thing, it, it, it looks like it might be a yearly thing. So if it does, like this year isn't that good. But we need this fresh year to be good. You know what I mean? And, and we need it to be to put the best foot forward for RC. So I want, I implore people to attend, like, you know what I mean? And I just, I don't know, like, I just kind of, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll wait. I just kind of saw the same response from when I look at the list of people that are going and I'm like, wow, this manufacturer isn't sending this person. Why? And they say, yeah, you'll see. We shall see. All right. Um, so back to the euros. And then I want to touch on RCGP UK. And then that's it for us. Cause this has been a long podcast, David. Are you going to be brave and make some some picks? We're going to do top three for the Euros. Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't think I'm going to be that brave. Um, I can only go on what I've most recently seen, and I think it'll be uh, Juan Carlos, Davide, and David. Okay. Um, I would put an order on it if you want me to, but I'd also I think Elliot will be quick. I'd like to see 
uh, just being a little bit biased, I'd like to see some of the Brits do well, some Elliot and Lee. Um, but heavens, uh, Bruno could be in the mix and, you know, be nice to see some sort of unexpected and fantastic stories as well. But if you're going to press me, I'm going to say Juan Carlos, Davide, and then David. Okay. All right, Maximus, your turn. Yeah, so my picks. Um, maybe Ongaro now gets his first. I've been so wrong in my latest picks, I think. Do you think um, he's going to yeah. get it at this race? Maybe. I think he's motivated too after after losing to Kanas. Yeah, and also this is his track. Like I don't I don't remember a race where he has lost at this track. Yeah. But he has this Euros curse where he has not in one of Euros. Right. Well, you know what? I am picking everybody but David Ronafalk. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm going to go with uh, Kanas, David, and uh, uh sorry, Ongaro, David, and Kanas. I'm just going to say the top three people will be those three guys, I think. I'm not saying in which particular order because I'm not jinxing nobody. <clears throat> uh, but if I, I do think that Ongaru is definitely one of the favorites and can ask to win this. Surprise, who do you think is going to be in this main that you probably don't think is going to, wouldn't have been in her? Give me a name. One name. Me? Mm-hmm. Someone who you'd not think to be there. Arente. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if that's like... <laughs> I wouldn't be really surprised if you made it. Okay. You know what? Okay, I'll give you one. Yona Hardanen. Okay, so you're going to pick the finish. You're going to go with... with, with... Yona Hardanen is my dark horse for the main. Okay. Not not for a top five or anything, just the main. Who did you say, Keenan? I'm, you know who I'm going for, to be honest? And I think if he drives like he drove at RCGP, Hampus. Good pick. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hampus is kind of... I, I'd say Hampus and Johan are... Uh, and you know what? Is Valente there? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it would surprise me if he was in the main, but my pick for this section is uh, Valente, Leonardo. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... You know what? I actually wouldn't argue with you there. David, because he was dude, he was so fast. He was so fast. He was so fast. Yeah, hey. I wouldn't be surprised about Valen. Well, Lanka and Bloomfield are at this race. race. Yeah, that's funny actually. Bloomfield, European champion, Valenka second place at 2014. Both no Neil of, Craig. No Neil Craig, but both of these two guys sort of out of RC for a few years and been doing really well on a national level. Yeah. So I would interesting to see how they do. I hope Bloomfield comes to RCGP. And with that, uh, you know what? Before we get into RCGP talk, David, uh, so Eurostar tomorrow, it'll be on YouTube and Facebook of EFRA, RC Racing TV, I believe. I'll be all on that. You know that. I'll be geeking out. I'll be up early watching that stuff from the early tomorrow morning. So it'll be all on the NNRC page tomorrow morning. Uh, well. It'll be, Friday, it'll be Friday when you listen to this or late Thursday. Uh, so you can find all your your, your Euros right there. And let's watch um, some of the best in the world. I mean, this is a great prelude leading up to the Worlds in September. I mean, we got this race. We got probably one more Wicked Weekend, probably the last race where all the Americans are going to get together and probably race each other. So yeah, yeah, it's it's good. And then 
Oof, I don't know. I'm just excited to have yours. Good luck to everybody. I'm looking forward to a great broadcast from there and some exciting racing. Uh, I think I'll be a part of doing some things with Matt on Friday and Saturday as well, virtually. So I'm excited about that. And um, then it's it's the next race for us will be RCGP UK. David, good good job on on the working out the differences with the BRCA. I mean, it's not the absolute ideal thing to happen, but at least we got some we got some some collaboration as well there, which was good. Yeah, I mean, putting calendars together is tricky. Um, within your own class, within your own state, within your own county, within, within your own country. Um, I think putting them together for a series is tough, a world series is tough. So yeah, it, clashes are inevitable. Um, this was quite a significant one, but with John, uh, John Hazelwood and his team at Nemo and Nemo Raceway, um, and through him with the BRCA, I think everybody worked together to find a solution that allows everybody to participate um, in, in, I suppose, two or three or one of the races that, that will follow in quite quick succession. I would like to think people will come to our race. I think uh, it's going to be, you know, offer something a little different. That's, you know, part of what we do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the collaboration piece is the most satisfying, though. And, uh, you know, again, all the preemptive negativity, all the preemptive hate, it's just unnecessary. It's a waste of energy. Um, yeah. And get, 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 getting solutions and coming and racing and, you know, having a darn good time. And I know John's up for it and he and his team, you know, will, will, will be great hosts. Yeah. So, you know, again, the collaboration bit, it's, it's, uh, it's really, you know, satisfying and necessary and, um, yeah, come, come, Come race, we'll be there. We're going to give it, you know, oh, yeah. the entire team will be there in, in full force. And uh, I hope to see lots of Brits. It's sort of coming home for me. I'm, you know, an Englishman. Um, no shit. I've no, been, been living abroad for quite a while and uh, it, it's fun to have the race at the home. And, uh, you know, I'm only fully following in the footsteps of other giants, really. So I hope we can live up to, to that in some part. Yeah, and England hasn't, and hopefully, uh, I, I and it's going to be good coverage. Let's put it that way, and hopefully something happens on that too. I'm not letting any secrets out. I'm just pushing for some things. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, I'm challenging. I'm I'm leashing the challenge now again to all because you guys changed the rules so anybody can join this. I I, I hope to see the Skidmores and the Clancy's and all those like coming to this race to see who's the best in in England too. And I hope Musso comes over and he does. So, and I hope some more people from Europe come over. That's going on the first week, uh, second weekend or first weekend of August, I believe. Um, uh, so check that out. And um, But this weekend, it's all about the Euros. And we'll be geeking out on that. And I am going to say that I'm not making any picks. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's hard not to say. Why, why just make all these picks and somebody like Barton wins or Badier? I wouldn't be upset if Badia won, to be honest. So, uh, or Killix, or one of the Killix to win, to be honest. Yeah, I'd be excited if any one of them won, really. Right. Um, I right. think I think Berton winning again would be the most interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. Like because back, like back he's to back. 
he's very unexpected. Sort of. He'll be the longest reigning ever European champion. <laughs> yeah, probably. But look, what 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 one of the perhaps more expected guys winning, but maybe having a great battle would be a great story, or perhaps you know a, a sort of unicorn win of somebody a little less expected would be a great story. So I, I think I think the stage is set for a fantastic you know race and story. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I can't imagine you know being. <laughs> I can't imagine really being disappointed by, you know, or, or yeah, wishing that could be disappointing is if that Kanas, okay. Anything that could be disappointed to me is if Kanas and Angara just get out to a lead and nobody challenges them. Not if they battle if, with each other. If David gets out to win and nobody battles, then it will be ex- extremely exciting for me and I won't care. But, um, you know, uh, I just hope we have a good race. We had a great 60 minute, ba- it would be a 45 minute race, I think, at this. But we had a great 60-minute battle at RCGP that people will get to see later on in Italy that didn't see it. And if we could see something like that at this race, then we're in for and or even just how it was in 2019. We're in, we're in for a good treat here this weekend of racing. And it's going to be good for European racing and much needed after this two-year break. Fellas, um, I want to thank you. This has been a long podcast. Uh we haven't done a long one like this. This is a three hour plus podcast in one go. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And also I have to pay some more bills while I'm here. So RC three racing in Huntsville, Alabama invites you to join them on August 6th and 7th for the 13th annual rocket city challenge presented by Futaba RC uh, Futaba radios, averaging over 200 entries annually. The, and the rocket city challenge is one of the South's premier outdoor off-road races with a two-day race format you're able to enjoy a laid-back racing atmosphere while battling out with some of the fastest racers on the east coast this race also features fun events like a buddy race a pit stop challenge on sat on the sat and on the saturday nights to give racers a fun way to wind down from a long day of qualifying with grand prize giveaways like a fataba 10px the hb8 e19 rs this is one event you won't want to miss Check us out on Facebook at RC3 Racing or for more information or visit them at www.rc3racing.com. Actually, I would like to see more tracks do kind of like what uh, RC, the pros and Joe's thing. That was a good event. And I think uh, if anybody could get something really good out of that, it would be from that RCGP event. Also, we'd like to say thank you to Lugs Racing for their continuous support. Lugs has over 55 years of combined experience. They've been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for proper for your performance. They have two lines of tires, the Equan line of tires, which is developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality, but lower cost means savings can be passed on to you, the racer. Then they have their premium line, which they use their custom modes and proprietary rubber blends and compounds to offer you, the racer, the best uh, set of tires that you can have. They also only sell, sold in sets of four. Tires available in medium soft, super soft, and mega soft, and now long wear. Go to www.lugsracing.com. Use the promo code NNRCLUGS in all caps to save 25% off your order. All links and all that stuff will be in the written description of this podcast. Thank you to Lugs. Thank you to everybody that supports this podcast. Let's have a great weekend of racing, everybody. And... um I look forward, maybe we'll get to, I'm sure we'll be talking throughout this whole next couple of days about all of this. So 
thank you for your time, David. Thank you, Max, for your time. I know it's late. You got to go. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Enjoy the Euros. Good luck to everybody. Be safe. Uh, thank you to all of the NRC squad around the world. We guys can't do it without you guys. Thank you to the patrons of the podcast. I can't do it without you. Thank you to the, all the awesome sponsors of the podcast. They are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RCD, TNR Fuels, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willys Traction Tonic, Some Padal USA, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, DR Race, Race Shop, JTP RC. Thank you, David, for your time. Would you like to say anything before you leave? Uh, no, just thank you very much. Um, thank you. To, hope to come on again sometime. Uh, Max, nobody can see you, so they can't salute you. Did you want to say anything? You were super. I, I'm pretty sure that Barry is going to be upset with you this week. But uh, you came out full arrogant mode, dude. I liked it. Good job. Thanks. It's good to have you back. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, maybe Barry will be mad at me, but he can watch the Euros and feel good. <laughs> What's the Euros going to do for him? No, it's good racing. It's going it to be is. fun. I, hope, I think it's going to be good racing. You know, with that, thank you. Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, please share, like, whatever. Leave comments. Leave reviews. Hey, it all helps us out. We can't do it without you. With that said, we guys out. Enjoy the Euros. And we'll be back next. We'll be back Monday or Tuesday to talk all about it. You know, we're going to be geeking out about it. Lefty, Max, and David, you guys out. You guys have a good weekend.